Welcome to the Panish the Cow podcast. I'm here. We're going to discuss the Marvels. I brought my own flurkin with me. There we go, Viola. <laughs> I'm here with Snowhawk Cosplay, Ali Cosplay, Dom Dominican Knight, the Ugo in Cosplay, and Mr. Cosplay Alliance himself. Thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having us. Ooh, yeah, I've wanted to have this discussion for a while. Um, I have some uh, talking points here. I don't know if Chris just wants to wing it, but. I I'm just going to start with saying, were you not entertained? <laughs> I was entertained. Uh, yes. I was entertained. I'm going to give it a thumbs up on my end. I was entertained. Yeah, I was entertained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely a lot of fun. Yes. And actually, I think actually out of all the Marvel movies that have come out recently, you know, I think there there were worse ways to be. And that movie, uh, I felt, had, you know, was it perfect? Absolutely not. But was it a was it a, a solid entry into the into the franchise? Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, I, I think the, the way I put it after um, after watching the movie was, I have. Oh, you froze. Phase three. Yeah. Wait, Ugo froze. Can Can you repeat that again, Ugo? You yeah, froze. you froze for a second you, there. You froze for a second. Maybe it's because of the ice cream. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, after watching the uh, after. I think he has a hot take. I think that's what it is. He's getting frozen up because he has a, a hot take for us. I think it's Marvel, right? Marvel is like, mm, you shall not speak. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, I said I, I was. I felt like I was back in phase three, right? Uh, in terms of, of the way that I felt and the excitement. Um, I. It's not like it's the only movie that's been great in the last two phases. Um, I love Shang-Chi. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. But that fun level of having a group from different um, different movies in the franchise uh, interacting, something fun, lighthearted, a really fun post-credit scene that gets me excited afterwards and actually buzzed. It's been a while since I felt that. Um, so I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And... A few days later, was thoroughly confused at the reaction. I think it's one of the ones that really took did a good job of taking the movie and getting to, to interact with the Disney Plus TV show. Because mm -hmm. not only is it taking one division, it's taking Ms. Marvel, putting it together and putting it on the big screen. And mm -hmm. I think if you didn't watch the shows, then you might have been a little bit lost. But you know, like obviously, I'm thinking most of the people going are going to be watching one division, Ms. Marvel. And it's just the next level of it. And I thought it did really well of taking the TV show and put it on the big screen. And I think a lot of the reactions came before people even saw the movie, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, right now, the Rotten Tomato score is like it for the audience, is like 83%. Uh, it says a lot, right? So I love the chemistry of all three. I think they mesh really well together. Uh, I love the dynamic of the three, especially you have the, the super Captain Marvel fan and you you kind of felt that energy as a, as a teenager. I mean, how would you react if you meet 
literally your hero of all heroes and you're getting to do all these things with him. I love Amon. I think she really, really, really was the heart of the movie to me. Yeah. I, I think she did a good job also humanizing Captain Marvel and Rambo. Like, yeah. because like Captain Marvel, she's working and getting her memories back. And Kamala, with her passion, she was able to kind of like lighten up a little bit and be more approachable. Because even if you go back to Endgame and all that kind of stuff, like, Captain Marvel is definitely not a very personable character. She's very no. on guard. And here I think she like completely lightened up and could be more approachable. So yeah. yeah. Happened in a very natural way. Like you can see her actually have feel like she deliberately has to be a certain way because there is a fan. It's like how you be when there are kids, like when you're cosplaying and there are kids and you are a certain way right you can see she's doing the same she will... <laughs> hot takes yeah. man hot takes, hot takes. She actually, actually i agree with yeah. you there ugo yeah i agree yes, like, I, I, <laughs> I think like also going into it i was kind of wondering how they were going to nerf captain marvel she has that superman problem right like the justice league i mean why does he need the justice league why does captain marvel need any of them right but i think they did a good job in tying their powers together and having the brace to be able to absorb her powers where she can't just be captain marvel and just destroy and save the day yeah, yeah. even with like the 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 audience reactions and everyone hating it i knew the second that they announced that they were doing another captain marvel movie i was like just wait everyone's gonna hate on it before they see the movie and sure enough like i hadn't even come out and everyone's like it's gonna be bad and i'm just like you guys said with the, this one with the first one too and the first one i thought was really great so well the first one did pretty good in the box office didn't <clears throat> it i think so yeah it did yeah i think so yeah. a billy a billy people oh, yeah. have their, uh, people have their thoughts um i know that some people like from the reactions of of the quality of it I think it did it did get a boost from being in between uh infinity war and endgame for sure but it was still a really enjoyable movie um but now that's what people are kind of saying um but also i think besides um people who have made up their minds before the movie came out there's also the don't Great. keep us in suspense, Ugo. <laughs> I keep freezing up. You froze again. Yeah, yeah, that's really annoying. Um, Look, remember, do not freeze. Yeah, I never freeze. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the um, uh, in phase four, phase five, Marvel's not had a great streak uh, in yeah. general. Um, it's been kind of up and down. There have been some good ones and some not so great ones. Um, and so that has also affected it. If, if... <laughs> Frozone. Frozone jokes. I saw that. Frozone jokes. Straight <laughs> up. Not, not without skipping a beat. Frozone jokes. Your, your bandwidth can't handle your opinions. Yeah. Let's get a Roger Super Suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I think one better in those yeah, 
I think like to Ali's point, I think it's exactly that. You had people ready to hate this movie before it even came out in, in, in theaters. And I think you already had, like, if you remember Captain Marvel 1, there was a lot already, a lot of people that were hating on it before the movie came out. I think that carried over and then add to that this this constant sort of uh, conversation about superhero fatigue and superhero movie fatigue and all that other stuff, you add to that and that just makes it where the movie is set up to fail. Unless you have like, I think the reason why there's outliers like Guardians of the Galaxy is because Guardians of the Galaxy had, had two solid movies beforehand. People are going to come to that third movie no matter what. Doesn't matter if they're if they if they are loyalists and they want to watch every single thing that Marvel Disney comes out with, or if they're just like, hey, I did like this franchise, I like this movie. Captain Marvel, I think, had an uphill battle in that sense. Um, and then you also have again, you have a lot of people who will immediately right out the gate without even watching one frame of the movie. They decided, you know what? I'm not gonna like this movie. I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate everything about it. I'm gonna talk smack about it. And that unfortunately influences the the narrative, the conversation that everybody has. Yeah. And not to mention strikes, right? The actors themselves yes. can't promote the movie, so you're losing. Yeah, yeah. So that there. was one of my that was one of my talking points. Do you think like the SAG Astra uh, uh, strike affected the um, outcome of this movie? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I think I think the strikes affected a lot of the movies, not oh, just right. Captain Mar like mm -hmm. Marvels, yeah. like. Flash, Blue Beetle, I think they were severely affected by it. And also look at like Disney's reaction. Like, okay, so we were at the Canadian premiere. The next, like that night, the strike was done. And the very next day, like Bree's doing appearances and like everyone, yeah. everyone from the movie is going out. And it's like, we missed it by one day. One day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I I feel like the Flash was doomed. From the very, it was good because I actually <laughs> the Flash because when you talk yeah, about from, a little bit whatever, but like yeah. the Flash was less affected by the strikes, right? It was more effective because it it, it kind of was before, right. like yeah, the promotion that they got for that movie, they really went in. You even had Tom Cruise saying it's like the yeah. greatest superhero yeah. movie ever. They had a lot of like, hey, yeah, I, I will say, yeah, they had other things they were fighting against, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 really had uh, the uh, the hate against Bree from like right from the first one, all those people kind of coming back. There were all these things, and yet it was, it was an amazing movie. I honest, I honestly don't. See, I've been in recent in recent weeks. I've been trying to listen to the reviewers that I've respected more, and those who just kind of have a general objective uh, view on it, and I don't care about the rest. And oh, you got to repeat that there. Frozen again, Ugo. Frozen, haven't I? I froze. I could see froze it. I froze. Yeah. Curses, internet. Now we can't hear you. <laughs> Tony Stark. So, so I think Ugo, we're just gonna have you write it on paper and just pull it up in front of your screen, and then just show it that show us that way. Just give us your <laughs> thoughts in cue card form. 
just cue cards. Just just be like, you know, I agree. I disagree. <laughs> it's like, yes. No. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll be honest. I walked into the theater with, first of all, um, I think pretty much everyone. Dom, did you go to the premiere? Um, no, I did go to a screening. I didn't go to the premiere, but I went to okay, a screening so, on yeah, the Thursday night. Pretty yeah, pretty much a screening as well. But um, yeah, I was super jealous when I saw Chris and uh, I think Ugo was there and Michael was there. The UK premiere was amazing. Mm. No, no, wait, wait, wait. I wasn't. You're no, you're talking about that. What I posted was from the first Captain Marvel. That wasn't from the Marvel. Yeah. I wasn't at Who that. Went to yeah. the second one? Was it Ugo and Michael? Okay. Um, and Kai was there as well, right? Kai, Kai was there. Kai was there actually at, okay. the, at the yeah. I did I do okay. remember that. Yeah. yeah. Kai, Kai came over to the UK one. Um yeah. and it was it was good, but it was small. But I have to say our premieres look better. So he's saying it looks better before he throws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the UK just does it better. I'm just trying to say. That. I got that in. I got that in. No, in all, yeah, in all honesty, I think Canada gets the short end of the stick in terms of premiere wise. Mm. It's improved recently, though, right? Or... You got to repeat that there, Ugo. It's improved recently, though, right? Here, uh, I mean, it's getting there. It's getting there. The uh, when the Quantumania Ant Man one that was sort of a next level over what what happened for the marbles because they actually did have like Catherine Newton showed up and it was more of a, a red carpet premiere. Um, you know, the, the marbles was more of an advanced screening, but Hey, yeah. it, it was still, it was still an event. I, and I, I enjoyed it. Like it was just a fun night all around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a fun night. I didn't even know you guys were going to be there. It was nice. Bumping well, to both of you. Yeah. yeah, well, and, and the great thing is, is like when we sit down and then you and Roberto were sitting right beside us. So it was like even better. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, okay, so talking points, I think we should go through the characters one by one if you want to. Um, or maybe go through it all. So the top three, I guess Brie, or Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and, and Monica. So, I mean, their pros and cons, what you liked, what you didn't like about their characters in the movie. Um, I think for me, actually, it wasn't that I didn't like any of the characters. I think everybody on screen did an awesome job. They did. They they came in and they came in actually with with amazing energy. Chemistry was really good. I think from a from a writing perspective, or at least from a like, uh, you know, and obviously for anybody watching, this is a spoiler talk, so we're gonna talk spoilers in this, but. You know, the relationship between Monica and and Carol, I felt like they were hitting on something and they they were right there, almost right there. And they could have there could have been maybe one or two more scenes to help develop that disconnect. And the same almost with um, uh, with with Kamala and with um, and with and with Carol as well. You know, there's a scene where they're trying to save the scrolls and, and she basically has to tell her, hey, listen. You know, we got to save whoever we can has to leave the there. The next scene in me almost immediately after is is her sort of apologizing. And I almost felt like that would have I would have liked it for them to string that out just a little bit longer. So you could really sit in the fact that for Kamala, she's seeing this person as a human being, not a all encompassing. Hey, 
I've got all of this covered. I know everything I can, you know, it was, it was, that's, those are the small little critiques that I had was, were that they, they were, they were right there to almost tap into that. And I would have liked to have seen maybe, uh, um, you know, a few more scenes building on that before you went into an, an, an apology and saying, Oh, I'm sorry. I yelled at you or, Hey, I'm sorry that you're feeling this way. I wasn't there when your mom passed away kind of stuff like those kind of things that the characters have to wrestle with, because it is that this is a, this is a movie that humanizes Carol and it does actually, you know, sort of ground her a little bit. Um, so for me, it would have been nice to have that. Even if it made the movie 15 minutes longer, I think actually it would have been, it would have benefited for me. For me, it would have benefited for, for Yeah, it. I was going to say in defense of the movie, it was a bit shorter than the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah. I, uh, one of my notes I made would, was that it was a fast pace because it was an hour and 48 minutes. And when you said about 15 minutes, that would have took it to just over two hours. And I think that would have just been enough to kind of slow down the heart pieces of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. It would have it would have given it that that amount of of emotional heft that it needed actually that would have cemented it a lot more like if it seemed very and and again and if you don't want to make the movie longer you can you can make some of the other things briefer like i feel like some of the agents some of the sword agents and stuff like that some of the time that was spent on them actually were was fine but i feel like it didn't really add to the movie and shaving those off might have actually um, made it a bit of a tighter movie in that regard and it would have made it actually again because you're here to see these other characters you see you're here to see these three three main characters and even though side characters um in marvel movies have done great a lot of amazing side characters have come out of marvel tv shows and movies but that would have for me would have made it a a lot better to have that uh be you know um would have added that emotional anchor to all of their story arcs i think it would have made the ending too a lot a lot heavier too when she's like going and she's trying to reach for her like yep in that hallway and then you can see the emotion on carol's face like if we have that 15 minutes more to Kind of almost feel that i feel like yeah. it would have hit a lot harder yeah i agree you could have even cut out all the the, the scene with all the flurkins cut out all that part <laughs> how, da- how oh, dare oh. you is that oh, my hot take is that my hot take now yeah. saying cut um, out the flurkins? okay oh so I, I think i think out of all of you i might have walked in i might have walked in the theater with the least oh. like the lowest expectation of the movie i walked out pleasantly happy with Overall, the movie overall, I did have a few objections, um, but that's because I, I pretty much like the darker stuff that, that DC usually puts out. Um, but I say I did enjoy myself in the movie. The few things that I didn't like, yeah, was the flirkins and the musical scene kind of, you know, I felt I, I don't like too much comedy. I felt with the original Avengers, um, the comedy was well placed with the characters like Tony had his own snarky billionaire attitude. You know what I mean? Thor, Captain America were kind of clueless because they, they're from, you know what I mean, different time and, and, and place. Um, everyone had their own comedic essence about them. With this, it just felt like the comedy was thrown all over. With Kamala, it, it makes more sense, but with everyone else, it's just like all over the place. So I, I'm at, at the risk of being frozen. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with that because I actually felt this was probably the most natural comedy that I'd seen from Marvel for a while, and we have been through Thor: Love and Thunder, but yeah, I felt <laughs> I like incidental comedy. 
In other words, comedy which has come as a result of the situation and the characters being their characters rather than trying to force comedy. Um, the things like the flirkings, that was circumstantial. It wasn't the character. The characters didn't do anything different. They didn't try to be funny. They just were. But one of the reasons, the musical is one of my favorite things that happened in that movie. And it's usually something that I would hate because it's, um, uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of slapstick. I'm not a fan of just like, you know, it needs to be natural, right? We think of Batman and he is funny, not because Batman's being funny, but because the situation around him, right? And everything like that. Mm -hmm. They managed to find a way for a musical to work that makes sense in that in that world, in that real but life. But did it work though? Yeah. I Why think it did. <laughs> Box <laughs> office says otherwise. During the one musical <laughs> scene though, the, the natural part of comedy I loved in that was when it's all going on and then Monica has the drinks and she's like, oh, like, oh, yeah, as soon yeah. as I saw it with the drinks, it's like, that's that's natural. I can identify with that. That That is like well placed. Yeah, but, well, but, it's because it's the key thing is the character's reaction to it. It's like yeah. whether it's too much. They reacted in character. For Carol, mm -hmm. she has been there. She understands. She's trying to tell everyone's like, look, it's a bit weird here. It's a bit strange. She's confident. She knows the way it goes. And it's like, you know, and meanwhile, Kamala and Monica are reacting in exactly the way they would in their characters. They're not just accepting it and like, oh, we're in this musical. They're like, what the hell? They see her dress and they're like, what is going on? Kamala's mm -hmm. enjoying it, loving it. And then they're confused when the guy, the prince speaks uh, uh, normally and is like, he's bilingual. And it was a natural <laughs> moment because no, it was yeah. in world, nothing was, everyone was doing, um, no one was trying to be funny. Everyone was in character. And that for me is why it works. And I never thought I would see the day where they made a musical work within the movie that made sense in, in that world. They really made it make sense. It was, it's a language. No one can, uh, I mean, there are even some languages which sound musical of their own, like so which in their tones and things like that, right? Um, there are some Indian, uh, Indian like uh, tones and accents kind of sound musical in their own way as well. But they just took it to that next level, and I really appreciated the writing for that. The, the bilingual joke was, was hilarious to me. That was brilliant. Yeah. It was well timed. They didn't spend too long on it. They just did that, and then they moved on. Like yeah. they didn't try to. It was all about the circumstance, and the characters were being in character. They didn't try to. You only got Batman saying, "Oh, something's bleeding. Something's bleeding." Right? You don't get someone trying to make a joke. They were just, that, yeah. You see what I mean? They were instead being themselves, where it's like. I need air support since I can't fly at all. Now would be yeah. good, right? He's being serious. He's a bit like, but it's funny, right? The situation. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and I think actually the other the other thing that that I feel reminiscent about that specific set pieces, it reminds me of whenever you watch a show like Star Trek. Some of what Star Trek does is that it toes the line between serious and very and sometimes actually hokey kind of comedy but at the same time stuff that's still fairly you know grounded like you can have it where you're just like hey in this episode we're going to a planet that's you know that all they do is sing and yes to the for the um uh, you know somebody for for the two outside characters kamala and and and, and monica they're coming into this and they're just sort of like, this doesn't make any sense to us, but to Carol as being as the one who's, who's actually explored the galaxy, this is, she's just like, yeah, this is, this is part of it. This is part of the experiences that I've had being out here. So 
it's I, I think it works and I think they um you know let's give credit where credit is due they do um you know it it, it, it the, the lighter tone of these movies um are are are, are elements of it that are always going to be present. I think actually try is that's part of the way they formulate these movies. They're not made to be very heavy movies. And I appreciate that because it just, that's what you want to go in for. You want to go in to have a good time, have fun and not necessarily be like so bogged down. Like I will tell you, I will always remember the scene at the end of infinity war and leaving that theater and how the air come completely left the room it was just like i watched it i watched it during a screening and then actually i went back and watched it with some friends and they were not ready for what was happening and i just and they were like what happens at the end what happens at the end and i'm just and i, and I stood there in the theater and i didn't say anything and when <laughs> and when they get to thanos sitting down and then it just fades to black everybody in there my friends look at me and they're like what the hell just happened <laughs> they were not ready and I was just like you're right and that was a movie that again I don't know that you could ever replicate that ever again in another movie I mean I, I, I think it'd be hard to do no, I contacted my therapist after that <laughs> <laughs> need the Russo brothers the other yeah. interesting thing with Carol when Darwin's telling the story of Carol coming back to Halla and destroying the supreme intelligence it's really interesting how dark carol is there now is that darbin's perspective on carol at that time or was carol really that that evil like that evil and basically destroying that whole planet that's another side we haven't seen of captain marvel and i thought that was kind of brilliant as well yeah yeah I, yeah that's the other thing is that um when it comes because they're at civil war right and this is a reflection on what happened before so she'd been lied to and she realized that after the first movie and so she's going in and some people are seeing her side some people are not you've got civil war and when it comes to war there is no lighter sight it will seem dark from everyone everyone's going to seem evil and things like that and and she has a lot of guilt and the other thing is like so the weird thing is because some of what uh, a couple of you said I, i've seen some other reviewers um saying these as well as like legitimate um criticisms and things like that about certain scenes lasting longer for some reason i i felt some of the weight so for carol i really identified with someone who like they kind of ha just have the trust in themselves they're going it alone they tend to be a bit of a loner in terms of the work they have to do and they just just got to do it they don't have other people whether other people are in danger or whatever it happens to be they're just kind of going alone and then you make a mistake and it's like i gotta fix it and i'm not gonna let anyone near me until i absolutely fix it and i feel like a lot of people can relate to that when they make a mistake in their life and it's just like no i'm just gonna deal with it with my own mind uh, in my own brain um and then it finally she held that that held for longer than i expected it was later on when she actually kind of burst out like it's my fault kind of thing and she really kind of held on to that and then the fact that it linked to um monica's beef who since one division i've been wondering what her beef with <laughs> with carol was right for a long time so it was yeah. really good to see that getting resolved and that also explained the uh, how uh forceful she seems to kamala 
Uh, and then that gave Kamala context as to why she was the way she was. Um, and even before that, Kamala had a reaction to um, uh, Captain Marvel's like um, seemingly, I don't know, uh, perhaps strict way of dealing with things because then she felt, okay, I've learned the lesson. Sometimes you've got to force things a particular way because it's the best thing to do. And so she, um, uh, I, I can't remember what happened now, where she, I think she opened a, a, a jump. Yeah, um, she opened it. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like, just like you, just like you did, I, I'm, I'm learning from you. And so I made, I made now, the tough call. Exactly. So now Captain Marvel's having to face this person is following me exactly the things that I'm doing. And with all the guilt that I have and the way that I'm reacting, she's following me in that direction. So I just thought that they really linked them really well together. I, I was, I got a big satisfaction from that. The, so the thing that I don't want to do with this one is, is judge it by the box office, right? Because there's a lot yeah. of circumstances. There were hit pieces done before that. There's still hit pieces. Like, yeah, I literally every day I'm seeing articles about the, the director like she wasn't this she didn't do she didn't literally hit pieces hit pieces hit pieces and if i look yeah. at another movie like napoleon napoleon right now is tracking to do worse in the box office it's had 200 million dollar budget but it's not getting it's not getting the same type of energy as saying oh mm. it's a flop or it's it's a failure it's a bad movie so but i when don't you get want something like napoleon has different expectations than a marvel movie like Endgame yeah. was probably the worst thing that could happen when oh a Marvel movie can make two billion dollars. Now, yeah. now if they don't even make five hundred, it's considered a flop. Oh sure, there's the, expect, yeah. there's yeah. the expectations in that, but I don't think Napoleon. I don't think they spent two hundred million dollars on Napoleon to make one hundred fifty million dollars in the box office. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know. yeah. There's there's definitely actually a different bar for those for each of these movies, and I think that is where I would agree um, that it's that having a movie, having any of these genre movies make the stratospheric sort of money that it, they've made has made it where if you don't make that money in that threshold, even if you make, even if you consider all the things you made your, your budget back, meaning actually you made what you paid the actors, what the production costs, even advertising costs. If you end up right still in the middle or even just above it, it's still considered a flop. You have to be like, you have to blow it completely out of the water. Every movie needs to be 3 billion, 4 billion, 5 billion. And and it's and 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 it's un, an unrealistic expectation because there is you know and it's not sustainable. It'd be great if you can say yeah you're going to get butts in, in seats every single time a movie releases, but people have lives. People are not you know don't don't, don't get me wrong. The nerds in this call right here in this thing we're all going to be there. They got my money. But obviously, you know, there's there's a different expectation. I think that's where when you talk about box office and you talk about criticism and stuff like that about a movie, it's you know, it's subjective. It's it really is. You can take actually another movie with a with a smaller budget and, you know, um, that makes maybe three times as much money. And you can say, oh, well, that movie was a success. Well, it's all relative. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Marvel, Marvel set the bar so high not only for like the rival companies for themselves as well so like now it's like it's like a tough act to follow after endgame the yeah, bar yeah. is that but endgame was also like the encompassing of you know all these years all these yeah. different movies yeah, yeah no, exactly. it's really it's going to be hard to replicate 
that and I feel like the average viewer, the average that. viewer doesn't have time to watch all the shows and watch all yeah. the, mm, the right. everything in. So it, it but I think with Endgame, you're not watching the show, you don't know what you're doing. You know yeah, going and with Endgame though, you did get those average, you got those average viewers, right? You had people yeah. that never watched Marvel that they were, I'm gonna watch all these Marvel movies, or they would say, okay, I'm gonna watch like seven of them, eight of them, just so they can get that experience of experiencing what we all experience in that experience. Yeah. Also, we went. Also, I think part of it, like as far as I don't think we're gonna see the same box office. Also, because we went to the pandemic, right? The pandemic, people yeah. stopped going to the cinema, right? Yeah. And you still have some people that they just rather not go to. So they'll wait. They'll wait to see it later. Yeah. Um, that's that's something. Even I know even some nerds like that are like you know I'm I'm I just don't really like going to the cinema anymore. Yeah. So I think a lot of things have changed since mm -hmm. Endgame. Besides the fact that they can't aim for um, the kind of thing that they had in Endgame right now, when when it, when you get to a height like that, you have to come down and build up again. Mm. Um, now, for a lot of people, they like to see um, they like to see people who are big fall. Right, but if, if there's just one one little thing that goes wrong, then they like to bring people down. Just watch anyone who's made it to mm. the highest of highs. Um, the the moment they're no longer an underdog, then public opinion sort of is just the way. Where, unless you were a fan yeah. before, then that's what happens. But um, then the key thing is to then bring it down deliberately, go personal, and then let things build up again. For some people, that's absolutely fine. For others, they're like, but it's not end game. But it's not end game. But it's not end game, and they forget that it took eight to ten years to get to end game in the first place. Um, even the first Avengers movie took uh, took some time. It took some movies. Um, so yeah, not saying that there haven't been mistakes. There've been plenty, but um, people's patience levels, uh, the average moviegoers' patience levels are completely different. Some not going to the cinema anymore. Um, others, others. The whole um, people also like to latch onto what's cool to uh, um, kind of a cool sort of feeling. Right now, the whole superhero fatigue is a cool feeling to have. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, superhero fatigue. So, yeah, no, this is probably, and it would it would take someone to convince them for them to watch it, or their patience level would be different, um, which is a shame. Yeah. Superhero fatigue. I think I think there is something to that idea. I'm not going to say it's 100 percent a one to one, but I do think actually that there's something to be said about seeing. Sort of, I, I will, and, and not to cat, we'll keep it in the realm of Marvel. We won't even go into DC, but I will say, for example, they just released a trailer um, last week, I believe it was, for a movie that Sony is releasing. And, and I got to be honest with you, I sat there, I watched this trailer, and I was just sort of like, huh. And that was my reaction. My reaction was just like, huh, okay. And don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't begrudge. I understand that when it comes to other companies, or more specifically, this one specific studio, Sony, and all of the Spider-Man stuff that they have, I get it. They're not trying to do exactly what Marvel does, but at the same time, I sat there and I was just sort of like, "Well, that's that's going to be a movie." Now, for all I know, I might watch that movie, and it might be the best thing since sliced bread. Like the best, best thing since sliced bread. I don't think so because the trailer looks very cookie cutter, very by the books, numbered by the 
by no, you know, color by numbers kind of movie, but that's that's where the the for me that that fatigue comes in is that there's no there's no th th sometimes you have to inject it with a little bit more inspiration, even if you want to play it safe. And I will go in that same vein with 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 the Sony movies. I think Morbius was a perfect example of how to take a movie and and maybe actually instead of doing actually what they did, they could have made a next generation rated R blade type movie like basically make it into a horror movie like that would have worked for that character. And I can tell you that you probably would have gotten a better result than saying, let's make this into a superhero movie. Yeah, I actually think so with the with the super fatigue. I so my personal opinion is um, that there isn't, and it's more about quality. I think the quality in general is lower um, because this isn't the kind of thing with, with something like Morbius and whatnot, uh, or, and even this trailer. I, I will say what you were avoiding saying that trailer. Really sucked for me. I, I, really, I was unexcited. I was severely unexcited by it. I I love things Spidey related. I I wanted to be excited that two two three Spidey characters who I really love in the comics or animated are going to make it live action. But I couldn't because the quality of the trailer looked like pre Tobey Maguire uh, levels uh, <laughs> of quality. That was the problem. Now, like you said, it may end up being amazing. Maybe it's just the trailer was cut or something like that. I really hope so. But judging from even the one that made money, Venom, Venom 2 and Morbius, I, I'm not, that for me is like a regression in terms of quality. So yeah. the more that you get that kind of uh, quality, the more people will, um, they, they won't distinguish, oh, this one was uh, an MCU, this one was a Sony, this one was a DC. They'll just be like, oh, okay, so the general quality super movies is no longer great. Because what yeah. Marvel were doing before, if they weren't really superhero movies per se. They were in their own kind of genres, right? Uh, Captain America, you would have, whether it's a, a war epic or a political thriller, um, and Iron Man had their own styles as well for whatever it happens to be. So, I mean, this the Marvels was a space adventure. But when there is a movie of good quality people enjoy it right so um guardians of the galaxy despite it was after and then was quantumania which i had fun i know all the problems with it i still had fun with it um um but and then um guardians of the galaxy 3 everyone everyone loved it it's like oh oh wow this is yeah this is good uh strong chi so people can still recognize good quality even with superhero movies but there it's saturated with too much lower quality ones and that doesn't help um i think i agree uh we got kai it's just joined so we we discussed the marvels what are your thoughts on it did you enjoy it did you like it get i ready. love the get ready i love the marvels um yeah, I loved it. I, I, I don't have a bad thing to say about it. It was only one part of the movie that I just didn't love. And Ugo already knows this. I didn't love the musical. Ooh, there we go. Uh, See, another one. Wow. Another one. <laughs> yeah, another I was just, one. I was, Kai, I was just telling them how much I loved the musical part. And I know we were talking about it before. It's I think like, it's the cleverest, one. I think it's one of the cleverest parts of the movie. I, I dislike that scene so much. 
I didn't I didn't like that scene, but I also loathe musicals. So Yeah, likewise, likewise. Yeah. Yeah. So that that kind of threw me off. I felt like it was unnecessary. But I did I did appreciate, I guess, the creativity as far as the little line that they had of oh well he's bilingual. So I did appreciate that. Um but yeah, so that was the only thing negative thing that I that I took from the movie. But ultimately, I think it was I think it was filmed great. Um, the whole scene where they were where they were jumping back and forth into each other's timelines. Oh man, that was that was insane. Like mm. the way they filmed that, the way they put that together, I felt like it had just the right amount of um, emotion. You know, because technically, you know, Monica Rambeau and Cap, um, uh, Lord Carl Danvers, you know, their story is emotional. You know, so I felt like they had just the right amount of emotion um, in between the two of them. Um, Kamala was phenomenal, phenomenal. Stole the show. Like it, the movie could have been called Miss Marvel because literally stole the show. To me, she made the movie. Um, the right amount of comedic um, input um, to me, she embodied every every one of us. If we were in that particular scenario, and the way I had to explain this to somebody, everybody knows how big of a Superman fan that I am. And if, it's like me being able to fight alone, like one day waking up with Kryptonian powers and being able to fight next to Superman. Like I'm gonna be fangirling the same way that she was <laughs> over her. So I think the movie was awesome. Um, I think I think it had a lot of haters, um, and that's exactly what it was. It was haters to me. If you didn't enjoy the movie, is just pure haterade being said <laughs> personally. I, I, one thing I also wanted to say, I love, I love, I love her family. Miles, the family. Oh yeah, oh, yes. my yes. gosh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That was the but, best thing about this. It's so wholesome. It's so wholesome. I yeah. loved it. I loved it. Yeah. It was real. Like mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like Indian families low key got a little sprinkle of like black family dynamic in it as well. Like yeah. my mama was like, wait a minute, where you going? What you doing? When you coming back? Like <laughs> So yeah, I, I loved it. Like her whole family was cool from the brother to the mama to the to the uh the father, everything. I, I loved it all. Yeah, Kamala definitely put a good, you know, spin. Uh, she was an amazing addition to that team. Uh, yeah. Plus, it was it, it was good seeing the interactions. Also, I think because because Kamala's family. I've watched Miss Marvel, and I it wasn't my favorite Marvel TV show, but one of the things that I loved about it was the family dynamic and the actors that they cast. Their chemistry all together is is chef's kiss it is amazing they have such amazing chemistry and so having that and then also throwing into the mix like nick fury and having him interact with the family and stuff like that i feel like that was also you know going back to the point i made before about side characters there's some side characters that are just like marvel does a has had a really good job of taking these really just sort of like these side characters and being like they 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 automatically you know pop on the screen they you know whether it's you marvel know done that with their entire lineup let's be real i mean they've taken they've taken um the b team the c team the d team uh and made them a team if you if you really ask me marvel does a beautiful job taking 
um, any character that they might have and like putting them in the forefront and making them shine. So yeah. to me, Marvel is excellent at doing that. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I was thinking of Darcy when you were talking about that. Um, mm -hmm. And and one of the reasons- Darcy. Thinking, yeah, because I enjoyed her in the first four movie. In four two, I thought she was a victim Hot take. Uh-oh. <laughs> For reasons uh, and things like that. I froze. Rose, Rose, run that back. Just a little bit. We know you were talking about Kat Dennings. It's fine. We knew. We know where, where you were going with it. We exactly. got you. Exactly. Um, yeah. But in one division, they made her an actual character. And I yeah. thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and this is the sort of thing that Marvel's doing. Well, how many times has Marvel, they've had like these Loki characters that they're just kind of like, they weren't supposed to be the main character, and then the audience just loves them so much that they're like, well, we're just gonna take this for, I feel like that was what happened with Loki. Like they just kind of were like, Loki's just gonna be this character. He's gonna be Thor's brother. And the audience absolutely loved him. And they're like, well, all right, let's see how far yeah. we can take this. Oh, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm still waiting for the yeah. Louise spinoff, you know? Where he's just narrating, <laughs> telling stories. Louise, Jimmy Woo. I mean, I'm gonna yeah. tell you, even actually, even for a show that really a lot of people didn't like, I loved She-Hulk. I'm just gonna, I loved She-Hulk. Yeah. But to have a character that was in, I think, one episode, only one episode, and she just, like, everyone loved that character because of how dumb she was. Um, that character a one episode character and people were just like that character that's the one that yeah, one they cosplay yeah. her and I'm like <laughs> on, on yep. top of that you also have Wong like Wong Wong yes <laughs> you know fitting into multiple movies and Aquafina and Shang Shang Yes. Yep. She was another side character that just like, oh, I love her. Like, oh, Shang and Katie are perfect. Like, just yeah, amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna are say they... it. I'm gonna say it. Um, Don Chido's War Machine has is, has his own fan base now. Mm -hmm. Like oh. through the movies, he's just I become hate the realest. Don Chido as War Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. I, just, I hate. It. You know what? Oh, there, was a, there was a time. So, so what? What is the actual story behind Terrence leaving? I think he wanted too much money. It's it's money, but money. It's money. Yeah, I, I I don't know if we can say too much money, but he wanted more money, and relative to Robert Downey Jr., he felt that his yeah. salary. From, yeah, from what I read, is that he was the one who recommended Robert to do. He did, right? Yeah, yeah. But he he then felt, I guess, jealous that Robert's right. salary then jumped up. So of course, when you look at the actual budget, the way he saw it was he was taking his money. Uh, yeah, the way he saw it. But you know, but whatever. let's be honest though. If if, if it, Don Cheadle is one of the, it's he's a great actor. It's 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 the writing. It's how they do the character. Like they don't let yeah. him really yeah. do him. Yeah, you know. What I'm saying? I, honestly, honestly, I'm happy. I'm happy you clarified that because I don't hate Don Cheadle as War Machine. Hmm. Well, no, that's a lie. I hate him. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it has a lot to do with the writing of him as War Machine. Hmm. 
it's giving Uncle Tom. I just really don't. I don't like the writing. To me, Terrence Howard. To me, his character was funny. He was witty. Like to me, as far as the friendship dynamic that him and Tony had was way better. I mean, honestly, the first movie I, still goat status for sure. Hmm. I'm sure there's a what if. I'm sure there's a what if episode that's coming out where they put. Terrence Howard, <laughs> Terrence Howard as actually a war machine. I'm sure. I'm sure. Sure. Next time. No, that's Next not time. gonna happen. Next time. <laughs> Next time. What if? What if now the first movie is a multiverse movie and it was a different universe where Terrence Howard is that's war true. machine? That's exactly. true. No, um, I, honestly, there was a time where I was flip flopping between Terrence Howard and and um, uh, and Don Cheadle because of the writing of him, right? Especially in say Iron Man Two, Iron Man Three. I have to say, from Civil War onwards, I was very firmly in the Don Cheadle camp because the writing for him was far better um, at that point. The way the Russos wrote him, he became the realist, not just b between him and Terrence, but amongst all the Avengers. He He's like the only one who actually has his head screwed on straight. And Which still, is he still maintains his sense of humor. But also, you know. which is which is interesting, exactly because he's a scroll, which is interesting because <laughs> no, he's a scroll. the particular, he yeah. was a scroll after Endgame. Let's just let's just be clear. He, he, but, uh, listen, when they when he turned out that he was a scroll, I was like, that makes so much sense as to why he was saying some stupid things. Because there was like some what movie was it where he, he said something to Nebula, and I remember sitting there being like, he, um, somebody in the military would never talk like that. Like. Never in their wildest dreams would they ever say something like that. I was like, this seems so off. And then when he came out as a scroll, I was like, ah, it <laughs> makes so much sense. <laughs> which I do want to, I do want to ask and segue into that because I will say that is the other sort of critic. That's a small criticism I had. I watched Secret Invasion, and unfortunately, it was just it it it, it that show fell flat. The fact that this movie completely ignored it. Made me feel a certain way because I also felt like I was just like I just invested six hours, six episodes, six hours of my life, and you're not gonna give me. You're just gonna sweep it under the rug and be like, "Oh, none of that happened." Well, I'm, I'm starting to, after watching the Marvels. I started thinking, does Marvels take place before Secret Invasion? Mm. Well, this is the thing. Honestly. <sighs> Think it takes place after just because of the placement of the scrolls i think it happens after because in secret invasion it's almost like nick fury hasn't been back to earth in forever but at the end of this one he just comes back and no one's like yeah. batting an eyelash at it so yeah. it's like he would have yeah. been there I and, and I wish they would have established that because it makes chronological sense. It makes more sense, especially with having the scrolls have a sort of like a, a an area that they sort of claim for themselves and then having everything happen and then them having to come back, you know, to Earth to make, make do. It would make sense if chronologically that's the way it works because it almost feels like if we're watching the show, if we're watching Secret Invasion, before watching the Marvels, and they expect you to think that's the way it goes chronologically. When you when you're done with that show, you're just sort of like, but the scrolls just said they had they didn't have anywhere to live. They were living somewhere. What are you talking? Well, what's going on here? Okay, so how about the elephant in the room? Valkyrie showing up and taking the scrolls with her. Her interaction with Captain Marvel. Oh, they like, definitely they they definitely. <laughs> 
looked up before. Definitely. <laughs> For sure. One thousand percent. I'm not mad at Carol. I'm not mad at Carol. I'm not mad at her. No, but this is what I mean. I like the fact that it was I mean, we've had lots of uh, comments of where's Captain Marvel at? She's just always in space. Like it doesn't make sense. Why is she not here? She has had lives out here and she's been doing stuff. And so I like the fact that it made it seem <laughs> she's been doing stuff, right? Uh, I like the fact that they they show bilingual too, you know. But yeah, no, but whether it's uh, with the musical planet or with the Civil War. Oops, there he goes again. No. It's these freeze, like, we're going to have to just screenshot these faces. <laughs> I think we should. I told him to get to get little little cheat sheets and just put them up. And that way, actually, it's just, you can do it that <laughs> way. Post-it yeah, notes. Post-it notes. Or, or sing it. Ugo, just sing it. Jarvis to help you out a little bit, man. I'll just put, I'll yeah. just put it here. Um, oh, someone uh, said there was a deleted scene where Valkyrie mentioned that they were better as friends. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. That mean, and and I appreciate that. I appreciate that they added that because I I love I do love actually the the diversity and inclusion that they're adding to these movies. So you know what? Actually, hey, if she hooked up with Valkyrie, man, more power to. I'm mad at Carol. I'm not mad at her. Without making a big deal out of it, and that's yeah. the thing. All the diversity stuff in there, they did so. It just was. It's like she was the best actress, yeah. but it was they, not yeah. just was. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Like. that's what I don't like about. Um, that's why I don't like a lot of, about a lot of these movies. It's like the humor is forced. The yeah. the um, the diversity is forced. The yeah. um, LGBTQ. Am I saying that right? Is yeah. forced. Like it's just like everything came so natural. Yeah, everything just yeah. Worked, and it right? was like yeah. it was like you understood the assignment and it didn't need to be yeah. it need to be yeah. assigned understood exactly. the assignment. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciated it for sure. The family are a family. We we don't have to bang on like they like they're Indian and now let's have some storyline that makes you accept Indians or something like that. It's like they're a family and they have emotions and they're characters mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this you know they're in space. By the way, I, and I actually wanted to fold into this from what Don was saying about Nick uh, Nick Fury because I loved Nick Fury in the Marvels. I really did. I feel like we had a balance of Fury and Samuel Jackson, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. And I enjoyed that, was, that so much. Through his pores in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately we didn't get anything of that in Secret Invasion and I think they very very deliberately pivoted from it. I think we didn't yeah. get anything because they are deliberately pivoting from that because they know how badly, particularly in the last half, um, how badly uh, written that, that series was. I still had hope halfway through Secret Invasion, but once we got towards the end, it was just... It lost me. It, it was... It was uh, yeah, they, 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 unfortunately, they just... They, I, I feel like they had a good idea and they decided that, that they were going to take that idea and throw it out and just like the intro they went to chat chat gpt and they said go ahead and put up this put this story together for us yeah. and put it out there and we'll go ahead and actually go based on that sign off on that intro that Let's intro was this. trash seriously Let's ask this. Do they they marvel this. is doing they, too much yeah. now yeah yeah that's that was the problem that was well problem. no i don't i don't think that it's also like they didn't have any showrunners like show you need 
you need someone to tie the entire yeah. show together. They literally said we didn't have showrunners. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, Secret Invasion Nick Fury was an evolution of Winter Soldier Nick Fury, while yeah. Marvel's was carrying on more of how Nick was in Captain Marvel. Like, what's your name? Fury. What does your mother call you? Fury. You know, yeah. or, you know that it was sort of, there's that version of Nick Fury, and then there's this version of Nick Fury. Right. That, maybe it takes place in another universe. Or he just has multiple personalities, like different that personality is, traits. There's I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say he takes place in the universe. Now I did actually um I, I, I wanted to actually ask about this because we have not talked about this at all, is the antagonist in the movie. I'm just gonna give my two cents. I was just like there's an antagonist in the movie. I guess there's that. And that's about it. Like she didn't move the needle in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Had they not put her in the movie, I think the movie you could have inserted any villain in that spot and been in the same movie. Well, I had to go back and, and look up what her name was. <laughs> what did he say? You had to look up what her name was. Which is if fair. If you've got a bad guy who you can't remember what their name is, which it's Darben, if you like, yeah. Thanos rolls off the tongue. Kang rolls off yeah. the tongue. Darben, you didn't even know who it was. She had the plan from Spaceballs. She had the plan from Spaceballs. But she was a one and done villain. Anyway. <laughs> like, a very forgettable had, villain, yeah. Very yeah, forgettable. But we've had we've had worse one and done villains, honestly. Mm -hmm. And th this is what people right. forget when they talk about the quality. They forget. That we have had far worse villains. First of all, Homer, yes, absolutely. You could insert a n other villain, and it would be the same movie, absolutely. But in terms of her motivations, I thought that was great, and it was understandable. And I was kind of behind it, really. Someone yes. has discussed, like you saw what she went through, and then their world and stuff like that. I was behind her. I thought her motivations made absolute sense. It's just that there wasn't. They didn't explore, and maybe that was deliberate because they wanted to focus on other characters uh, more than her, but they didn't really explore um, uh, her as a person. Like, yeah, so what makes her unique? They defeated her too easily, too. I don't know. I, I actually, I'm okay with that just because we're dealing with Carol, yeah. right? Like, they, they already did a lot for her to survive to the end of that movie. That right? long, yeah. Exactly. Having that staff was her saving grace. The fact that, oh, sorry, the bands. The fact that the bands could absorb those powers was her only saving grace because Carol is an actual machine. Um, and it meant she actually needed to fight with a team, which she doesn't really need in general. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's those bangles that, that kind of help. But I don't think she was really the story. It's like, we just needed a good uh, reason for them to fight against I, someone. I know, and I get that. I just, I feel like actually whenever they introduce, the thing of it is, is that you can't give me a, the taste of a good villain yeah. and then throw off a forgettable villain. That that Because you see, you feel the imbalance. You feel, uh, wait, balance? Thanos. There you go. We're back to that. And we're yeah. everything circled back around. So and also I, I want to point out something that somebody said in the chat. Gus Johnny said makes a very good point. And it's the same argument people sort of had with Thanos as well. Why couldn't she go to uninhabited planets or planets without intelligent life forms and stolen resources for she could have done that. 
Yeah. She could have done that. Revenge, revenge is from places, yeah, from places that yeah. she lived. And Carol calls home. Yeah. Yeah. It was a revenge. Oh, thing. Yeah, oh yeah. so it was, it was, it was, it was, oh, she was getting actually, okay. Sorry. Yeah. She, was, she was petty. She was petty. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. So that, so that, that calls your um, statement into question there, uh, Ugo. Uh, he froze again? He froze. <laughs> now he always freezes. Ugo, take the ice cream off the computer. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, that calls her, her motivation into question, as you were saying that you were on her side. Um, since you know that she's doing it out of revenge and she couldn't, she could have went to uninhabitable planets, but chose not to, do you still feel that sense of remorse for her? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, look, think, just, just, all, all you have to do is think of it uh, using the mirror kind of thing, as if it's yourself. Your planet has been, your sun has been taken out by someone who was on your own planet was your friend and everything. She's taken all that out. You don't know all the context behind it. You don't even know that you've been lied to or whatever. Or maybe you do, but you don't believe it. And she's just coming. And then she just goes. And then you're trying to survive. And there's nothing that you can do. Um, as far as you're concerned, everyone else is an enemy, particularly this person. Yeah. And then you have a way to try and get... I can sympathize with her saying like, yeah, okay, you're taking away our world and you are one of us. We're going to take away yours. I've seen far pettier people on Earth, just normal everyday things, uh, than something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I really can. I would have. The only tweak I would have made to that plan is I would have taken the same exact thing that she did. I would have gone to uninhabited planets or planets without intelligent life forms. I would have stolen. I would have taken their resources and then I would have pinned it all on Carol. That's what I would have done. <laughs> Talk about being that I would like be it. petty. Yeah. Because yeah. then. You know what? You could sully her name. You could one hundred percent more every. That, might, at, that would have been the key. That would have been the key to make it more interesting. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You want to be petty? That's the way to be petty. Just go ahead and be like, oh. yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do this, and I'm gonna Kaiser so say you right here and now, put it all on you. Now, here's a what if scenario. What if you take Darwin out, and you take Jan Rog and put him in as the protagonist? You could have, yeah. yeah. Do you know, I was actually thinking, I wish that we saw him in the flashback where Carol was going back and attacking. I wish we saw him in that flashback at the very least. But um, I don't, I feel like it may not have worked so well only because he is very aware of the lies. Yeah. Like, in my mind, um, <laughs> The villain whose name I've already forgotten. Darbin. 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 Right? <laughs> um, she who remains. Um, still. <laughs> no, she. No, she didn't. She didn't no, remain. Remain. Did not remain. She ain't gonna be rush out. She ain't gonna be rush out. In my mind, she doesn't know. Um, about e either she doesn't know about the lies or she doesn't believe it. And there's this civil war, and the civil war suggests that Carol has tried to say, look, they've been lying to us, the scrolls are actually you, some people agreed, some people disagreed, civil war, and she's on the side didn't. Yon Rog knows full well what they went and did. He knows exactly what he did to her. So it, no, it, I think 
I think actually the context of the movie makes it seem like if if let's say for example let's let's pick up uh, an evil entity let's say Facebook it's like it basically Carol came down destroyed the offices of Facebook yeah. and then dipped out she didn't actually come in and say hey I'm gonna talk to people and convince them I don't get the impression and that's that actually adds more layers to the character she was so involved in her own sort of like you guys screwed me over and again and again it's it's the it's it is it is a dynamic that does work if you explored it more you actually sort of made it more that point that you have you have carol destroying the 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 you know central intelligence and then actually then have this other character say you destroyed my world and it was because out of rage out of just pettiness out of just like you you screwed me over i'm gonna come over i'm not even gonna talk to you guys i'm just gonna go ahead and wreck shop like that's so, what that, she yeah. did so that's what um, that's what gussie is saying in the chat right now and i i kind of agree with what he's saying yeah. the only reason the only reason because what they what you said is basically what they showed us but they talked about a few times civil war that's why i think it suggests that there was more to it than her just coming down and just I, I disagree. I disagree. And the reason I use Facebook is exactly that reason because I think if somebody came and destroyed social media, you would have a segment of the population right now who would basically be like, "These guys did it, and it's their fault." And no, it was your fault. And we would have a civil war just on that without the intervention of anybody else. So I, that's what I. That's my opinion. Is I think actually she didn't have to make any other conversation. She just went in and just went and and turned off the computer and left. Mm. My, my, my question is, is like she did that she left and okay. she had no care for what like the people that she left there and then yep. by the end of the movie she felt like remorse she wanted to help these people and inhabit them and i'm like did kamala soften you and kind of like get you to see the humanity and then like that's kind of why you all of a sudden wanted to help them or like did you just literally not think that you could restart the sudden you're like no they're screwed okay, bye. i think, like, I, what think happened? She, <laughs> I think she didn't she know like yeah, yeah. no go on I think she generally didn't know just the damage she did. Yes. Like, yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, she just she destroyed and left. She mm. was just going after also, the AI. I think she also, um, but she seemed to have an idea because it was one of the reasons she didn't return because she wanted to fix it. She just didn't know how. So she'd seen, oh, okay, I've done this thing. I thought I was liberating people, but I've actually made things worse. I need to figure out how to fix it, but I don't know what to do to, to fix it. Um, and of course, by um, by separating from everyone else and trying to deal with it herself, she um, she lost the the like the friends and the minds of people who have actually helped her to fix it, which is typical of what happens with all of us in general. So I, I think she was just on this kind of a guilt trip and trying to like, I need to fix, it, I need to fix it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get, I, I, yeah, I get it, and that makes, and that makes for an inter interesting. I'm sorry, go ahead, go, no, go, go, Kai. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh no, I just all the time that she spent alone, like, kind of took away a, a little piece of her humanity, um, and I think Kamala like really just reminded her, um, just you know, never to give up, really, you know. And I think, I think a part of her had given up, um, which I think why. Kamala's part was so pivotal in um, just her innocence and mm. her desire to save everybody and her desire to um, just genuinely be good and help everybody. I think that really just opened 
um, Carl's mind to something that she had kind of shut off in her solidarity. Yeah, I think she'd given up on herself. So the belief in herself to do, to be able to do something about it, like she wanted to, but she doesn't believe that she can do it anymore. And hearing Kamala say, hearing Kamala, there he goes again. There he goes. Every time, can we add an effect um, where he just dis where he disappears, like 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 turns into dust every time? Can we have <laughs> add that effect every time? No, I was saying oh. she had imposter syndrome. Uh, basically, Kamala yeah. saying, "Don't worry, Captain Marvel will save you," but she's got this imposter syndrome. It's like, no, I, I I've messed up before. It's not going to be the case now. Um, I can't always save everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. To, to, to what Gussie's saying, um, I guess we all can agree that Captain Marvel has been portrayed as Marvel Superman, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what's her name again? Darben knew, or she had a doubt that she couldn't beat her, right? So why would you take that risk? So it, it's it's like 100% revenge. You didn't care about your home planet. It's more to well, get back to Carol than it into, is. If she went into it new, she may not survive. Yeah. yeah. Petty. Yeah. Pettiness does that to you, man. That's what pettiness does to you. But so I think uh, she was willing to die. She knew she, yeah. she was willing to die, right? But she also wanted to. What write your motivations for her own are planet. to save your people. That's your motivation. Save your planet, save your people. But going about it to, to after Carol knowing that you, you most likely could lose, it didn't make sense. I do well, love, though, that Marvel can do that with villains. It kind of gives you like a tidbit of like, I kind of get why they're doing it. I get, I kind of understand. Yeah, they go about it the right way, but I understand. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I, I also don't think, um, I, I don't think Captain Marvel flew all that way to just, um, oh, I don't like you, Central Intelligence, um, uh, Intelligence, and all this stuff. Like, they were a, they were, um, they took away her whole life. They were about to eradicate Earth. They had lied about scrolls. She's just seen scrolls who have been accused of being the invaders, finding their family for the first time in years and things like that. She now sees the Kree as an invading force. So now she's like, oh crap, that was the problem. And the problem aren't, isn't the Kree people, it's central um, uh, intelligence. intelligence. So she goes to do that, not realizing the consequences of her actions. Now right. she's now seeing the consequences and it's like, okay, I need to do something about this. But she's failed at being able to because she's locked herself away. And then it just kind of continues. And then you have the result is consequences. The best writing for villains is like, it's kind of cause and effect. Um, there's just a consequence for everything that happens. Um, and this is why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is so damn good. Sorry, I, I can go back into that, that, that whole series is about um, is, is about that. I, I just, the only thing I actually had with Darburn was that she, it was, she was a forgettable villain, even with her motivations being relatable, she was still, forgettable not and this is not me speaking ill of the performance it's more of the writing of the character she just wasn't like there was no joy in the character like they, they, they didn't feel like there was like an actor that came in i was just like here here's a part and you can either chew the scenery and just be over the top or you can be menacing and just be like i didn't feel any kind of way either way with her i just like I, she was there and like i said i you could have substituted that specific character with any other villain and it would have been the same thing and that was and 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 what makes it so egregious to me is that again we've seen so many good marvel villains come through so many actors 
so many other villains that have come through. I mean, I'm not saying all of them. Don't get me wrong. But this is she's she, for me at least she's yeah. she's she's down there. She's down there right next to um uh, uh the villain from Florida Dark World. Um, you know, with Malkif. He she's 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 she's, she's right there. She's right there. They're, they're swimming in the same pool. Because you, you look, this, it's kind of like um Thor Love and Thunder. Like I feel um Christian Bill did his best in that movie. Like I feel he was the best part of that movie, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was creepy as all get out. That's what I'm saying. Like he he came into play for that that thing. He was he was the right villain for the wrong movie yeah, because exactly. that movie was not yes. the movie that he was supposed yes. to be in. Exactly. They had that villain, he he came in and he was amazing, but that movie just something didn't jive with it's with a, that. It's but, a nose dive from the Dark Knight to <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder. I mean, right. yeah, right. I did I, Oh, I do. I do have a question. I do have a question for everybody. Actually, since since we're we're already at the at the past the one hour mark, so spoiler for the end credit scene. Where did you guys fall on the end credit scene? Because I got a hot take. Which one? The first one or the second one? Let's go the, with the, the one that actually. Or are you talking about the? He's okay. no, no. That one. That's a good scene. I'm dun, sorry. Dun, dun, so dun. you're right. Actually, that's a good dun, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but my question, my question, okay, my question is, and I, I saw a lot of people make this this uh, debate or question online is, how does Kamala know of uh, Nick Fury's tactic of going into that, you know, going into someone's house and doing that? Because that that was a meta joke. That that's yeah, yeah that's a meta joke. Yeah, it's not supposed to. She's not supposed to know. There's no way that she would know. And it was literally a wink for us. That that was it. Yeah, like, yeah. The, literally, so unlike the musical part where it was a part of the story, this was actually a wink to the audience. Simple as that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, matter, I, she's doing it the way she thinks that somebody would recruit that an would, Avenger. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it depends um, in the in, in universe. It depends on what public knowledge of how things have transpired, and that's the other thing is that I think even if you don't, even if you sort of suspend disbelief and you say, well. How would she know that Nick Fury did exactly this with Tony Stark? It really and truly, by this point, there's a lot of accounting and reaccounting and people writing books and stuff like that where also, things have been revealed. Yeah. Kamala said in the first, like when she was in the TV series, she listened to Ant Man's podcast religiously. She's been oh. like, do, she's done her research on everything. Yeah. So I feel like she probably has a really good knowledge base on how they know- recruited. No, that's absolutely right. And on that, um, Nick Fury would not tell someone how he recruited. But you know who would? Oh, hold Tony, on. Uh, Tony freaking Stark would oh, tell Tony the Stark world would for sure. exactly how it went. That is true. He would probably skew it in a way that makes him look, be- look better, but still, he would tell the world. So um, True. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> um, I, I lost it when I when I saw Beast. When I when I heard his voice. When he, yeah. he heard his voice. Yeah, so that, that that was not Kelsey Grammer, was it? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. The fact yeah. that it was Kelsey Grammer, not Nicholas Holt, that's yeah. what made me pause because it. I'm like, okay, yeah. it's old school. It's yeah. Hugh Jackman. Okay. Perfect casting. You know. the, the CGI okay. was a bit off, but I feel like they'll fix it. They'll fix it. I thought. I mean, I thought it was. I'm okay. gonna be honest. So the post credit scene to me, I feel like this post credit scene did the most to lead us into the future of Marvel. Like mm-hmm. this next phase, this was, this was the most, I feel like of all the movies, this 
this phase, this post credit scene did the most for setting up what's coming. The like, what what so I've read on I other was, sites. I was losing my mind. What I've read on other sites was this explains the mutant question. So in Ms. Marvel, they make the hint at the end of Kamala, you're actually a mutant, and then they play a little bit of the X-Men theme. And this, where are the mutants been since 2009? Well, they're in another multiverse, and they were mm. there first. So now, you know, you put the multiverses together, boom, you got mutants. You don't have to explain where they are or exactly. inhumans or all that crap. It's yeah. just, they're over there. One of the theories. And interestingly enough. And also. Was... Go on. Go ahead. I was saying also this post credit scene also just reiterates uh, the possibilities now that we have this multiverse, the possibilities of the multiverse. This was reiterated by the post credit scene as well. Like yeah. not only leading leading you into X Men, but also showing you um, the other the other um, the other Monica Rambo. Go down. Go down. Oh, dumb. Huh? So, hot take, right? So, I did not care for that post-credit scene for a couple of reasons. Uh, the the first reason is if you it was it was there's inside baseball and there is two inside baseball. And if you're not familiar with that term, basically when you when you do a cut so deep that only real comic book freaking nerds get you got a problem and unfortunately what it comes down to for me is if you're going to if you're going to go ahead and actually put in that monica's mom is 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 binary and people who are sitting next to you who are who have watched the marvel movies look at you and say what what is that and i have to sit there and be like that's that in itself to me isolates too much of the audience i feel like that was if you had said, I will tell you, I have a perfect fix for that scene. You could keep everything exactly like it is and just make one small little tweak. Because I understand that they were trying to do a deep cut to Binary and her connection to the X-Men. And the X-Men, I get that. You've already introduced Monica's mom as Captain Marvel in another universe with X-Men as well, by the way. They're already X-Men in the universe that contain that universe. If you tied that into that universe specifically where Doctor Strange was, and you tie it into this one, then it makes sense. And you don't have to have her be binary. You can just have to be Carol still, or, or not Carol, but Captain Marvel just still alive. Here, here's, um, here's where I disagree. Here's where I disagree. Um, partly because they're all dead. Over there. I was about to say. Are they? I mean, did you see a body? I, if I don't see a body, I don't think. I don't think. I don't understand how Cap Captain Marvel gets crushed by rocks and dies. No, no, no. There, there, there's. I mean, I could explain it. Well, we're going to go into a whole other movie, but I can explain it. But um, basically, Wanda, Wanda took you when you see the visual. She actually steals all her energy, and she has nothing left. And then she's weak, and then she can't. Um, uh, she she can't, has no power anymore. But um, in a similar way as what happened to Carol with the, um, the, the, bands? the accuser stuff. Well, the bands and the accuser stuff, the yeah. The, ult the ultimate weapon. Thank you, sorry, yeah. Um, but no, so the reason, I understand what you're saying about the deep cut, and absolutely, but if, when, after the first Avengers movie, I, t I kid you not, even though... 
<laughs> he froze. Froze again. So for the for the nerd, <laughs> for the nerd, I, I... everyone just nod their head like this. Yeah, For the nerd fans, like some of them would have known who Thanos was, and it was exciting for them. For other people, there was a buzz. Who is that? Who is that? There's a big bad who is behind everything. Who is that? It causes people to research, causes people to ask, and things like that. And that was part of the buzz. And so everyone then started watching for who this person is and for them to be fleshed Right. But the difference is the difference is But the difference is that Thanos was going you were leading to you were getting to the road to Thanos. Mm. I don't believe binary is going to be a pivotal character in the next couple of I could be wrong, but I don't think she's gonna be a pivotal character. So that's the part I'm trying to get at. If you you could because the way that I'm just talking about from a framing perspective, you have you have Monica wakes up in a bed with a woman that looks like her mom, who is her mom from another universe, covered from head to toe in a blanket like this. Now, first of all, in that setup, that's immediately a, uh, it, you already know. Oh, we're gonna go. We're gonna get a reveal, and that part of it was to me like that's where they were really ham-fisting it. Like you knew there was gonna be a reveal. What that reveal was gonna be, I don't know. And then you hear Kelsey Grammer. Oh, cool X Men. Had she gotten up and been Storm, I would have been like, whoa. Yes. Because yeah. that's that's you know because that's that yeah. reference that. But if you put in binary, you just sort of left like. Is she going to be something? Because then that the worst part of it is that there's no payoff. And I honestly believe that there won't be a payoff for that. You're sort of left with, okay, so that was there. I don't feel like I don't feel like you're giving Marvel enough credit. I have well, always said this: Marvel, Marvel is playing chess, not checkers. Um, yeah. Just because we don't know what they're doing, and we be like, "What the fuck was that?" Binary you know they know, like, they know exactly what they're doing. Binary and got her like powers from Captain there's Marvel. There's a purpose to mm. to them throwing that out there, and even if the purpose is just opening up the multiverse, yeah. I think they had better opportunities to open up the multiverse than the way that they're doing it, like the way that they're showing it. Like even with like the multiverse to, with Doctor Strange was a great example of how they could have showed the multiverse. Like, but they did it. They didn't go. They 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 they, they went too safe with the multiverse at that point. Like with Doctor Strange, they went too soft. They went too safe. I think that they went too safe. They could have showed more places. They could have showed the zombie land, like what, what the, the world of what if, like how they did in what if. They could have yeah. showed more to it. Yeah. This way, Monica went in, into a different dimension. I don't even think she needed to be in, like, without ripping the hole. I don't think she needed to do that. She's She could have just pushed or pulled. She had the same powers. You could have just pulled. Whatever she was trying to do and push the thing together, she could have done that from our side, and that would have been done. It, it it's a cop out. Why is the black girl being said? Huh? But, but she couldn't do it from this side. That the, the whole point. No, the, yeah, the point was that she couldn't do it from our side. Yeah. She had yeah. she had to do it from the other yeah. side. But I but I will tell you this. Then 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 that I will. If any of you guys are you guys any of you guys familiar with how it should have how it should have ended? I'm sure you've seen that YouTube yeah, channel yeah. how it should have ended. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna predict to you. How how it should have ended is gonna end that movie, and it's gonna end it with it's gonna end it with Kamala not going to see Kate, 
but going to see the other young Avenger who just as easily can go find um, uh, uh, where Monica is. <laughs> There's another young Avenger who but just has to punch a star or star shaped thing and walk and right and in together. Go right through America Chavez. <laughs> Remember, only the only people who know who she is are the mystics right now. Like it's I know that lots of people are on Fury's radar, but Doctor Strange uh founder, Wanda knew her and was trying to find her, and then she is now in Kamataj training. So she's unknown to people. But I was what I was gonna say is that in general, we don't have to know who everyone is in the end credits. I don't I don't think that's ever been Marvel's MO for and for them to be significant. I think for me, the big payoff was the fact that she was seeing her mother. We've just seen an emotional um, mm -hmm. journey for her regarding her mother, and we got to see what actually happened, which was painful. Seeing her like that week was already painful. And then she's seen her alive. That's the big thing. It doesn't matter what costume she's wearing. It's mm -hmm. just that she's there. The other big thing that people will notice, it doesn't matter where she's noble or not, is the fact that she has two bangles and she was wearing yeah. both. And those who have watched the movie, that's relevant to the movie. <laughs> I disagree Frozen. with your pausing. You can't hear it, boy. No, and I get and, and I and I understand that part of it. I understand it. I think actually you could have done the same exact thing. You could have used a Carol. I'm sorry. You could have used the Captain Marvel from Multi Multiverse of Madness, and you could have actually inserted her in that same exact scene, same exact way. And as a matter of fact, you could have actually. It would have even tethered even closer to Monica because she would have seen not only her mom alive, but her mom as the version of Captain Marvel that yes. she that that she saw as a kid. Would have tied it in. I don't think she would have even seen that. It's just a costume. Like, for all you know, like, we know it's Nova only because of, like, deep cut costume. She could be called Captain Marvel there, for all we know. It literally... True. Costume. That is she, true. She's got two bangles. She's got a mixture of all the powers put together. I don't think it's even, even relevant which one. It's just the fact that she's seen her mother. Her and I think them sh the, the multiverse thing, it would have been too closed if we just saw the same multiverses again like seeing the same one same one same ones seeing a different one i think adds something and also um the big thing wasn't her being nova or being marvel no one really cares about that at this point it's the fact that kelsey grammar that's what people were excited about mm. yeah, so yeah, people, yeah. You know, think of um, heard his voice. What's the name? make it where she's going to be integral but it's beyond a sort of like hey i'm the MacGuffin that's going to get you from point a to point b the collector. It was an end credit scene, and it, it ended mm -hmm. on him. He's kind of a nobody, really. No, we didn't even know his name. He didn't like his feature. Are you, are you, on, you mean in Thor? Uh, Love yeah. uh, no, so in no, in Dark World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the at the end of Dark World, when they took the uh, the ether to him, um, and and he's collected. He was yeah. not entity. He was just a character. But all it was, the whole point of the end credit scene was to expand the world. Not necessarily yes. say this is a person who is uh, particularly significant. I think that's what they tend to do is just expanding expanding the world. And so I really didn't feel um, that people were hung up on who is this character. I think people were hung up. The everyday moviegoer was just like, 
oh my gosh, she's in a different world. And it's the X-Men that I watched like years ago yeah. when, when it was one of the only superhero things that was about. Mm. Um, and then also, look, it's her mother, she's alive. Like they don't even have to see Doctor Strange to, to realize that. And look, she's got the two bangles. Again, we don't have to see any other movie to notice that. In this movie, that's the only thing that makes sense. So mm. I don't think it has to be some, it's just um, someone is now trapped in another universe. And that's it. that was my takeaway. And I think that was a lot of people's takeaway sort of thing. We're nerds, so we would, and I think the same thing with Thanos. Like we don't, who is, who is this guy who, who is uh, sitting in the chair? Even when they brought him back, he was still sitting in that very same chair. You remember that he? Yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. But they were leading up to him specifically. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one thing to you for you to say, "Hey, I, we're leading up to this specific person." Same yeah. thing with Beast. If we're eventually working our way towards X Men and we're throwing little nods to X Men here and there, we're little, we yeah, know that yeah, we're we're that's the direction we're going. Versus saying, "Hey, this is a side character that we're sort of adding into it." But no, to your point, you're right actually, and it might be that this is. You know, um, and, and to Kai's point, there might be another couple of steps. They, I'm not going to say that Marvel has done a perfect job of, of writing out all of their dangling plot threads because there's a lot of plot threads that they have left out into the ether. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> it's just a wait and see kind of thing and see actually if it if, if it pans out. Hopefully it does from the from the perspective of just not leaving. I just like I said, my concern as a moviegoer is I know the characters and I know the comic book. I feel like the moment you do that, a scene like that, especially with the idea of people being like, I'm sort of done with having to watch everything to make that for, for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. Adding deeper cut characters adds to that conversation. And you're saying, well, mm -hmm. crap, I don't know this person. And now I, the, the excitement that we had before Endgame, we, we got to talk about that. This is the era that we're in. The excitement before Endgame, there were, you couldn't get enough of it. People wanted to consume it all, all, all at once. After Endgame, it's a lot more, people are a lot more discerning with their time and their effort and their money. And they're like, I don't know that I want to invest money into getting into this other movie or the or time into this other TV series and stuff like that if it has to be all interconnected. So, so yeah. my question to you, my oh, sorry, who was that? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just gonna say, like, absolutely, and I think Beast would get their money. I, I think that that's. You what think we'll so? Yeah, I think Beast yeah. would get them. absolutely. It's it's nostalgia for. Oh, there he goes again. <laughs> All right, Mr. Freeze. Uh, my my question now that he's frozen. Um, uh, what, what, what version of the X Men do you think we're, they're going with? Like, are we getting Halle Berry back? I think, I think multiple. I, I honestly think they're going to be multiple. I don't think there's just going to be one version. Because now that Disney has bought over Fox mm. and Deadpool's introducing uh, Logan into their movie, are we mm. going to be getting the original cast? Well, X-Men has already established that the new new cast or the, the first class is the Brian Singer universe, where mm. this is yeah. where they grow up to become. So I think yeah. they'll probably end up using more of the 2000 Fox or 2000 X-Men characters Agreed. like Agreed. Famke Jansen and Halle Berry. And I okay. think that's what we're going to see. I, I, I'm hoping more that they change the cast completely. I'm not, I think I think that's what they'll do. I think they'll get yeah. a younger cast. I don't think they're the going to. I think that, yeah, they'll get a younger cast. I no, can't what, imagine. What would be the purpose of having you Jackman in Deadpool then? It's just because, to, to well, get the money and then bring everybody together in a way yeah. to show that the, these are different universes. This is multi, the multiverse, right? Yeah. They're going to give you what you want, but the main continuity, the ones that they're going to keep, are the ones that they're going to show us in the end. And, they're going to yeah. give you the final touch with 
Deadpool with Luke Hugh Jackman, and they're probably going to show you some way somehow he gets thrown into another universe or he gets younger or something like that. Mm, it, yeah. yeah, to me, it wouldn't work with just bringing in a, a new Wolverine into this movie. You don't think so? No. I think I, I, I think they will. I think they're gonna. Go, I think they're gonna go with a new cast. I think actually they'll throw some nods, but I think actually eventually we're gonna get some casting news, similar to like what they're doing right now with Fantastic Four. We're gonna get some casting news. It's gonna be actually, hey, these are gonna be the X Men, and that's even if they go with, you know, the the popular X Men versus for you know the you know the the actual honest to God first class Iceman Cyclops kind of stuff. When I, I said I this movie, I was, the... I was speaking of the actual Deadpool movie. I'm saying it it wouldn't work bringing yeah. a new Wolverine into that. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Oh, that makes I sense. I was thinking yeah. more like after that movie, it'll be like an inc- the incursions that they keep talking about in every movie so far. I think that once the incursion happens, it melts things together. And then they'll just put that new cast and then insert the history of the X-Men in the 616 MCU 616, as it's called, right? Yeah. Kevin Feige I, calls it. I, I honestly think that they will use the opportunity to reboot as they want to, and that may mean using characters that they already have. Think of um, the, the whole multiverse thing, and this is both, uh, it's kind of a bit of a double-edged sword because it helps them to correct things. So yes. Jamie, Jamie Foxx. Right, it's like we like we like Jamie Foxx's Electro, but we want to cut out the goofy stuff that we didn't, and we can call this another universe. That Jamie Foxx wasn't necessarily the one that we saw, but we can relate to it because we've seen a similar storyline. There can be uh, two universes which were so similar. Same thing with uh, Logan. Now this Wolverine could be the same as the uh, 2000s Wolverine, but they could also say it's a different universe one. There's one where he's got the the cosmos and all that. After the incursions, after Secret Wars, if it is still called Secret Wars, they could still have Kelsey Grammer as Beast, but with none of the shackles from before and do it the way they want, if they thought the casting was still perfect. Um, but I do think they'll take the opportunity to do. Um... There he goes again. To do what? To do what? To do what? Little swan song, right? It's happened again, hasn't it? The UK internet boy, Yeah, I can see. I can actually. I can actually see his bars. He's like, it's like fluctuating right there. Yeah. Yeah, you can see your bars yeah. on the next to your mic. All I, all I know is that the, the Madam Web is going to be the best movie that's oh come out God. in recent years. It's going to be, okay. Okay. It's gonna be straight fire. This, look, Madam Web, I don't have a problem with Madam Web. I have a problem with Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter cannot have the Shut same your powers. Mouth. Cannot have the same powers as Spider Man. You can't be bit by a radioactive lion. And then get the powers of all animals. That's well, all I have to say. Well, if you use the neogenic recombination. First of all, <laughs> Gus, 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 that's just science, okay? That's just it's science. science right? Don't it's you science? know? No, that's let just me, science. Let me, let me break it down for you. Let me break it down for you how I see it. I think it's very, very problematic that this white man gets bit by a lion and gets powers. And there's in Africa, and none of the people who have ever been in Africa, a lot of black people that are in Africa, and a lot of different races, don't get special powers. 
how did this man's powers come to be? Because he's Caucasian. So the, the color of your skin this movie, infuses the, his bones and his body with the lion powers. That's what it is. The me, melanin me, doesn't allow it to seep in. <laughs> that's what you're trying to tell me. That the okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like. I'm just the saying, melanin prevents I'm it from saying, coming into his veins. Write a better backstory. You can say his dad abused him, everything like that. But then when he goes hunting in the jungle because he's a hunter and he hunts things, he bumps into some tribal people and he forces them because he's a villain to give him powers. Don't tell me that this man gets bit by a lion and all of a sudden he has power. And I'm going to lose my mind. Anyway. Look here, man. Neither all I know, all I know, is that uh, that uh, that 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 Madam Web and Craven and also Morbius—they're going to come out with a movie all together. That's going to be the joint, man. It's going to be the best movie ever. <laughs> and they, Sony and keep producing them because we're going Blade. to go see them. And and Venom, all of them are going to come together. They're going to be all in one movie. It's going to be great. Sony Avengers. Sony Avengers, that's right. I, I Ezekiel, Ezekiel Sim is not a bad guy. I don't understand why they made him a bad guy in this movie. No, I think so, that's a red herring. I'm fine. Exactly. Okay, thank you. Exactly. I'm fine with them making him seem like a bad guy because in the comics, you could suspect him as being one for a while until you revealed it. Whatever it's, happened. Yeah, yeah. Just the execution, it just seems so, I don't know, early 20, 2000s. It does. Yes. <laughs> it's like... The, it's like they went, like they just, they're, they're going, continuing from Andrew Garfield's universe, which I don't have a problem with. Before, before that. Uh, you think before, before that. <laughs> from yeah. Ramy's? Honestly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ramy's, Ramy knew what they were. That universe knew what it was and they leaned into it and it worked because of it. But it's more like the old, the old Daredevil or the Catwoman. It's just tropes. It's just tropes. Yes. Arrow. Okay. It's like Arrow. It's like CW Arrow. That's what they feel like. Morbius well, first or second season? What season? Depending on what you're saying, because like first and two, three seasons were pretty good. I'm just saying. I was about to say, Ugo, are you in a safe place, man? People, people, people kill for Arrow, man. They will, they'll come yeah, after you. I, the, the for Arrow and Flash. Seasons of Arrow wasn't that TV great, show. but the first three seasons. I no, I know they'll come guys. after you. As a TV show, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Bring that to movie, the whole CW, <laughs> CW soap opera sort of thing. No, yeah, yeah. you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's just yeah. It, I, I just can't deal. Morbius was the last straw. Alright, so how do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about uh, replacing Kang? Replacing Kang with Doctor Doom? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> Kang with Doctor Doom. I heard, that, I heard that being thrown around. I, I absolutely love Jonathan Majors as an actor. Uh, everything dealing with him aside, I I like I like him as Kang. Just to, I want to keep going. Be careful. There are two. There are two variant cosplayers here. Just continue. Let's, let's, I, I want them to. I'm, I want them I'm, to keep going on with the Kang storyline. Jonathan Majors Kang. on screen is amazing. Like I absolutely love him. He's great in everything that he does. Now, yeah. legal yeah. troubles aside, again, yeah. uh, I think that they they they've leaned away from the focus of Kang, which is a pivot because they don't know what's going to happen with him. Mm. And if they go with Doctor Doom, they had an opportunity to actually 
show something previously, like with Doctor Doom in Wakanda, because Doctor Doom has always been associated with trying to invade Wakanda too, right? I think they had an opportunity. They had an opportunity in the multiverse to sh at least show something of him, but like. I think it'd be a bit early yeah. right now. Yeah. I know yeah. that they can pivot to him. I think what they've done is left the door open. Uh, Loki, yep. they were very, very clever with Loki. Um, yes. Yeah. They made it so that he is still a threat, but they're on top of it. And so if they wanted it to be worse, they can. If they mm. want to rule it out and just work, then they can do that. Mm. They just left the door open. They did. Uh, that was very clever. It was very, very clever. Yeah, Loki. Loki fixed that problem because they they said he could be they they could be the TVA instead of the Avengers uh, taking care of him. It could be the TVA only. They're they're looking out for him. They can um, even they can even still have it as the TVA and Avengers do. They can have like a little short. Like you remember the one shots they used to do uh, with the with shield. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 They, they can even do something like that where someone from the TVA and a couple of Avengers are taken down a particular Kang and particular universe just as a, you know, just for fun. Like, they, they've just left that door open and they can make it bigger or smaller as they want. TVA Avengers. There you go. There you go. I like it. <laughs> the Young I, Avengers, they have I almost all the TVA. Young Avengers. We're missing one. We're, we're missing the Hulkling. Well, no, no, thank you. No, see, with, uh, the, young, with the young Avengers, I can see <laughs> the where Hulkling. The, no, in, in the, the Hulkling, yeah, but you know that's not what they're gonna, gonna do. They introduced give... in the show that Dom likes, right? She Hulk. They introduced She Hulk, yeah, yeah. They introduced Scar. Scar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to go there. <laughs> they cannot go there. That's <laughs> I, I, that's what they would want to do, and 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 I can't allow it. You can <laughs> I will, look here, I will man. Burn them out of time. <laughs> they gotta look work here, on man. Uh, let, let me just tell you with that that Hulkling, whatever, um, or Hulk's son, Scar, they gotta work on that CGI because that looked terrible. He, he needs As a barber. A reveal, you know, needs a barber. It, it's just terrible. That's because actually, it. that's because the, the people working on it, man, are are underpaid and overworked, man. That's mm. they. That's that's the reality. Is that they're not getting the money, and, and, and they are getting extremely overworked. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna begrudge them that for the CGI because that's not that's a Disney Marvel problem, not a the people working are actually on it. Okay. They need to well, pay those exact, people right. Should they should they slow down like slow down production of certain things because we yes been, there's been an overabundance of it's, yeah what they're gonna end up that, doing is unionizing. So no, they're, they're they're actually they they said the guy who's who's running Disney now. What's his what's his nuts? Uh, that's what they're gonna do. Uh, Iger Iger said he's actually they're 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 gonna slow down a lot of productions because of the fact that they want more quality than quantity because they have flooded the market. They they there's too much content. There's too much stuff going on. And don't get me wrong, as much as I love it, I have to agree that you can't just be releasing a show for every freaking character under the sun. Doesn't matter how much I may like or may actually watch it. Every character does not need a show. Not every character. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if they if they do a Madison show, I'm on top of that, man. I will watch Madison. And the why is not what you think. I will watch that show. <laughs> there've been there've been two things. No, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Like for me, She Hulk. The moment Daredevil came in, then I was on board. 
like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to watch this. Um, no, there have been a couple of issues. One was the other Bob who took over from Bob Iger before. Bob uh, yeah. Chapek, or as I like to call uh, it. Yeah, Bob Chapek. As I like to okay. call it. Money. This dude yeah. was, like, they were just flooding content. Um, Kevin Feige didn't get the... Um, the kind of support that he usually gets. Um, Iger was about the artist. Uh, Bob Chapek was about the paycheck, um, basically. Um, and that's why he was eventually kicked out and then Iger had to come back. And also um, Feige now has been doing a lot more delegating. He had his eye on every single Marvel project before. At this point, with the amount of content coming through, he has to delegate, has no choice. And so you can see that in the quality that's lacking or in the connections. So now they're trying to slow things down. They're reviewing it. They're seeing things that were crap. They're pivoting, and then they're trying to um, have uh, better quality with it. So I think I think that's what's happening in general. I can't believe this connection. I got more questions. Ali's got parenting Allie, to do, Allie, guys. Allie, Allie, I was gonna say, yeah, we're, we're looking at an hour and 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we're about to wrap it up oh, now, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you, Allie. All right, yeah. so I got, I got one last question to wrap this up. All right, so All right. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, the credit score is sixty-two percent. The audience score is eighty-three percent for the Marvels. Where do you are you? Where do you? Where are you ranking this? I'm gonna say eighty-two percent sounds fair. That sounds actually like where I would like be. Good, yeah, I had yeah. a good time when I was watching that movie. Yeah, I really did, and I didn't love it. I was. Yeah. I'm more like. In the middle, not really in the middle, a bit more on the high side. If it was yeah. more of a rap battle, less musical in that, in that, yeah, scene, Some, that 75 to 85. I'm between that. that room. I, I, yo, I didn't have a problem with the musical. Thank I you, thank I, you. I, that I thank you. That no, man, I like it. Look, I like here's it. a no, let me. I'm gonna hot take there was no musical in that movie, it's just the way they were. Yeah, that was they, exactly. they speak, they spoke. There was, was no musical. That's that's a different to That's me. I like it because it's a different planet. Not all the planets are gonna be like us, right? And I I appreciate that. That it's not like us. I'm just I'm sing. just gonna re I'm gonna remind everyone that we came from a generation and we came from movies where the, there was a, such a thing as a bat dance by Prince. Okay, so <laughs> I need everybody. I need everybody to calm down. Yeah, calm down. Okay, it was it okay. It is okay. It was okay. Yeah. I just we I came from bat dance. I didn't agree with Carol Danvers crying over the fact that she was called the Annihilator. You went and destroyed a planet. You're the Annihilator. <laughs> no, that's what you are. Yeah, yeah. Huh? No, but of course she is. Anyone, anything that anyone's done wrong here, if it's been publicized to any group of people, if that's all they call you out when you're trying to move on or you're trying to make things better, it's it, you're not going to like it. I think that's true. Uh, those white tears didn't work for me. I was like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they didn't work for me. I understood, I understood the rage of Monica. I understood her rage because she's like, you didn't come and see me. My mom died. Everything that that made sense to me. And while she's trying to explain to Carol that like this is how she felt, Carol's like, they called me names, and I'm like. This is not the same. No, thing. no, that's, that's, that's more than that. Come on, that's not how it went down. That's not how it went down. But no, but that that no, but that but that does speak to a little bit to Carol's sort of story and her arc is that she basically is just like, hey man, 
you know, she's so disconnected from the fact that she's just like, hey, I'm dealing with my own stuff. Like, she doesn't, and this movie grounds and humanizes her because they, it brings her down to earth to say, hey, not all your problems are the are the be-all, end-all. Like, mm -hmm. it, and I think, actually, if you look back, and it, and it makes perfect sense because you, if you look back, even there's a scene in Endgame where, where they ask, Carol, hey, what are you doing? And she's just like, I'm going to go ahead and do this. And they're like, why don't you come over here? And they say, and she says, because you guys are not the only planet around. Exactly. Like that's, that is the character that she has. She yeah. takes all yeah. this responsibility and all this stuff on her. So yeah. on the one hand, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's her, 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 her getting, oh, everybody called me the annihilator. Actually, if anything, it's a good, it's a good character point that that's the way she looks at it, that she's just like, you don't understand. These are, this is my troubles. And it's just like, chick, yeah. don't you, I'm telling you, you didn't come visit me. My mama died. Your best friend. Yeah. Your best friend. You're my aunt. It's relatable though. Like, hey, it's relatable. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I personally connected to it because I know that I can get wrapped up. I, I do a lot. And because of that, I, I kind of break myself away from people's everyday things. Social, people meeting up socially, people who need me. I, I've lost friends who wanted to be a lot kind of closer and tighter. And and it's just the, the way I am and the way I approach my problems and things like that and the things I'm taking on. So I, I can relate to that. And I think a lot of people can, um, especially if it's been a tragedy that's happened or something like that and they get wrapped up in their world and it's like, they're not listening to it, even when they need them. So it's, I think it's, it's kind of a relatable thing, um, a, a failing, a relatable failing that um, that we can have, right? Um, and, and I appreciated that because I know that some of the excuses that people would give before is like, um, oh, the reason the Carol sucks is because she's a Mary Sue. She can't do anything wrong and she's just like perfect or whatever. It's like, no, she's not. She's dealing with things as well. Um, and, and she's a and she's a flawed character. That's what her flaw is. Her flaw. You can have all the power in the world. Like I think, if you want to draw the comparison between two characters and how they've been represented, if you want to go ahead and say, for example, Superman, which I'm hoping maybe in Superman Legacy when it comes out they'll address some of this. The issue that people have had with Superman for years is that he's too perfect. Not only is he actually has every power under the sun, no pun intended. And oh, I saw Kai came into the camera too. Yeah, she went. But the other problem people have with Superman is that he is the moral, he is morally above everybody else. And people just, there's a there's not a relatability to it. There's but that's a, what Zach was element trying to change. That's what Zach yeah. was trying to change. I feel. No, he, and, 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 and I will tell you, I appreciated that, that part of, of, of what they introduced. As much as people don't like, the interpretation of Kevin Costner's Paul Kent, I honestly really enjoyed it. I love the fact that he was so human that I was like, if you have a child and that child is going to potentially get experimented on and you're trying to protect that child and they tell you, hey man, there was a bus of kids that were about to die. What you want me to do? And you as a parent, your 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 past your your sort of care is split because you're like, I care about my child. I understand the moral implications of letting people die, but at the same time, that's my child. And that's nah, the kind of stuff that I think I'm actually that's into that completely. That's what I that's you what can, I said. You disagree all you want, Gus. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, if my if my child has superpowers. And and I knew someone was gonna die sector, and I and she said, "Hey, I can save these people in this building." But if they do, especially that Clark yeah, didn't save those people. Clark, Clark didn't know, but Clark never knew how to actually manage his powers. You understand what I mean? So it's like the chance of him 
getting what captured it, 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 it's probable. You know what I mean? I'm it's a possibility. I'm not gonna agree with any of that. Can, can I get your opinion on this, please? As the resident Sorry, my, I, I was so the, here's the thing. I agree with the efforts, right? And the the motivation for the way they want to make Park End. Smallville wrote it better. Thank they you. Gave, they gave a father who was overprotective, had flaws, but at the same time, he still had that moral center of like, no, you should help other people. I still, but they still managed to show that he's also an overprotective father, and they they did it in different ways. So. I, so my problem was, I, I still think they could have written it better, even though they could have. But the benefit that the benefit that Smallville had is that Smallville had several seasons yeah. with that yeah. character. You can you can talk yeah. about a character's character arc versus yeah, yeah. versus Kevin Costner has to convey this in a two hour movie in which not he's not the good. central character. Yeah. yeah, he was probably in it for what an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah, Don't exactly. He wasn't. Don't save me. I, I don't no, know. I'm not. No, no, I'm not agreeing with that. No, I, no, don't get me well, wrong. I think well, that that's a stupid scene. Yeah, I'm not saying not that's a stupid scene. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But here's here's another person who, <laughs> with little screen time, managed to convey that <laughs> dichotomy. Uh, Brandon's uh, Jor-el uh, from Superman the movie, like he managed to give uh, someone who. Like you know, the way that he was with the uh, the council uh, and things like that, and it's like the planet's going to destroy the yada yada yada, and at the same time being the rebel and things like that, and then saying um, to uh, his son about his destiny and things like that, but also at the same time you shall not interfere with human history, and you know had the they he'd still they still managed to write it well, um, mm. but yeah, I, like I say, I understand the efforts with uh, Kevin Costner's one, I just. That line really gets me for some reason. Mm -hmm. When he said, "Like, maybe," I'm just like, "Oh, I wanna, oh, I don't." I, I mean, I, I will tell you the same. It's funny because the same reaction you have to that line is the same reaction I have, but in the opposite sense. Because, like I said, I feel that as somebody actually not not to bring it to a personal level because I saw this movie before my child was born. But as a, as as a father now, I look at that and I say, "Yeah." I can sort of see that. I can sort of see being like, I don't know that I want you out in the world having to put yourself out there to people actually, because that's part of the protectiveness of your, I mean, I'm not saying that, and, and that speaks to my flaw. Should she go out and, and, and try to save the world? Absolutely. Am I gonna have a hesitation about it? Am I gonna, am I gonna have a little cringe moment? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that, I get that. I'm still. Waiting. I'm sorry. I I feel like Kai. I feel like Kai has a cat. Kai, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please speak on this. Okay, oh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Oh, you're on mute. She's not on. You're mute. on mute. She's, she's, it's not on mute. It's her mic. No, oh, but we can't hear. Oh, you. we can't hear you. No, this is the. Ah, uh, she coming back. She coming, wait, she coming right back. Here. No, I can't hear you. I really, I really wanted her to destroy you. Was she you know on? That, was she right? on mute the whole time? Mute. No, she was not mute though. She's 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 talked. Her mic. Uh, no, I think actually have... she's. I think she has to disconnect. I think the connection was 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 faulty. I think it but, was. It was yeah. Yeah. All right. Can I, I mean, can I be heard? Yeah. Yes. 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 Go for yes. it. Yes. The one I wanted to hear. Um, I'm turning my light off though. Um. I, I do feel like Man of Steel was just ex 
extreme in its entirety. Like I feel like it was it was over the top. It was extreme. Um, even even the ending to it as well. I feel like he didn't have to he didn't have to sacrifice himself to protect his son to protect his son's secret. Um, even if I had a child and they had superpowers, like I would not. I would not tell them not to save a bus full of children. Like, you know, like I, I just feel like, <laughs> I just feel like, you know, walk into, walk into your destiny, be your authentic self. Um, and I, I just feel like it was extreme. It was rodent in, in the most extreme scenario. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion. Smallville was definitely written better as far as the father care character, as you described it. Um, yeah, Man of Steel is not the better Superman movie. But yeah, like like I guess like one was saying, I I agree. <laughs> that's all we need to leave it on. He said I agree. That's I, it. He said that's I it. agree. That's what Cap, that's it. We agree with you. Don't worry. I agree with you too. That's all we heard from you, Ugo. Is I agree. <laughs> he said, dog. Dom, I agree, and it cut off, and that was it. Uh, I was repeating Dom's point about the multiple seasons and episodes yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, you could develop, you could develop a lot more, and I think actually but, for, like yeah. I said, I, I'm not gonna say Kai. I'm gonna tell you the honest truth. I liked Man of Steel for what it was. I didn't take it as any more or any less than any other interpretation of Super. I like things that they did. There were a lot of things, and I will tell you honestly, there was a lot of things I didn't like. I didn't like the level of destruction in that movie i didn't like i know what Zack snyder was going for but at the same time i also was just like this is like like this is this this is destruction (laughs) porn this is what this is this destruction porn like you you, that was too there was there were were levels that you could have kept it under with that but i did like some of the nuances that he added to superman for a modern age because i get like i said i think that superman up until a couple of years ago has been written or not actually up more than a couple of years ago he's been written in a very in a very similar fashion because he is he's the the, the mold he's the mold that all other heroes come from and he's been hard to write hence the reason why i think that you see so many now what's the most popular thing in 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 superman type lore what do you see all the time now it's superman gone bad that's what you see everything the boys um invincible um every one of these shows and even actually injustice like i can keep naming off things where they've created a a superman archetype and said what if superman is bad the reason why it's been is because it's been a direct response to the interpretation of superman being the beacon of good and everything is good and i'm always the moral center and i have all the powers that's the reason why all of everyone else has come in and been like creatively and be like but well, what if he was bad yeah, and the, thing that's was, really... the thing is that Man of Steel is like. So. Okay. I don't know. What'd you say, Kyle? Oh. I said, oh. I said, oh, I feel like these again. writers oh. are trying to make Superman fit fit society and not allowing Superman to be his. Yeah, so himself. that's exactly oh. um, like Man of Steel. Man of yeah. Steel yeah. Was, was was what if Superman was? They, they just saying, shot, they shot if Superman was bad, right? Yeah, they shot Man of Steel like it was a Batman movie, and that is why I no. So, so that's that's what I liked about Man of Steel. It's like as as uh, as Don was saying, um, all these spinoffs or 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 what if Superman was bad? Man of Steel to me is like asking the question, what if Superman was human? You know what I mean? 
dealing so with you know, you I, like yes. that, I don't like I don't like the way that it was shot. And I've said yeah. this before on camera where it was shot very dark. Like it was a Oh yeah. Image. Oh the, the color sun. palette was 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 yeah, yeah was sun, really really the yeah. sun did not shine in that movie. It was entire <laughs> movie like and to me that that was to me that wasn't a symbol of hope. Like you know, Kai, one, yeah, but I, I, I felt I felt it was it was a plateau to 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 get to that point, right? Kai, there was how, there was the one scene. That, no, Kai, that's not true. There was one scene with sunshine. There was one damn scene, man. Let me ask you a question. How is Superman sad when he's saving people? When everybody's cheering for him, he's just sad. I don't no, understand that. He was sad the whole movie. The whole yeah, sad. Yeah. Like, my, so guy, you... my guy didn't smile at all. Yeah. My dude, he has a smile. That's what he's supposed to disarm you with the smile. Make you feel like he's human, even yeah, though like he's an No, but see, uh, uh, no, you see, Gus, Gus, that's, no, no, Gus, you see right there, that's what, that's, that's the thing right there. Disarm nothing. Superman is just genuinely like that. He's not doing that to disarm anybody. He's doing that because he's, he's, he's enjoying actually what he's doing. So it's Dude, not a technique of the- displayed him as a person who didn't enjoy what he's doing. Well, no, and he didn't, and, and they didn't. But again, if you take it into context, that's his year one. That's yeah. his year one movie in the Zack Snyderverse. That's his first right. time he's going we, out can there. We keep this, uh, can we keep this DC discussion for another podcast episode? Okay. <laughs> one, one, one last point on that. One last point. One last point. The humanizing Superman was done better in Superman and Lois. There, they kept him hopeful. They humanized him. Talking about the TV series, yeah, yeah. The TV series oh, is amazing. Oh, definitely. They, they, okay. they humanized him. He you made. Know what he, I don't. This is yeah. what I don't understand about DC. Why they can, why they can do animation and why they can do their television so good, but yeah. it does not transfer on to the big screen. I just yeah. do not understand where they are losing it in that transition <laughs> because Superman and Lois is done phenomenal phenomenal job yeah, in right. humanizing yeah. it's dark it's dark it's, but yeah. he's still hopeful and it's still hopeful when he enters the room it's dark it's yeah when he enters the room the atmosphere it, it does exactly is what they attempted to yeah, do they just had to copy and paste uh justice league unlimited or, or, or and one of those. and and he has he uses his powers like like he should use his powers like he doesn't like exactly. if he could do something at super speed he's going and to do it, do it at yeah, super it speed yeah, and he does, that makes and he does sense. It with a smile, and he does it with a smile. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He does it with a smile. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, there's colors, and you know, yeah. Well, I will no, actually, but you guys bring up a good point, and so does actually. So, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. If you guys watch that show from from Superman the animated series all the way through that. You'll yep. notice the evolution of actually of Superman and not as a smiling character, because I think Agreed. a lot of people confuse yes. confuse Agreed. smiling with Agreed. being actually no. Superman is a beacon of hope, but don't get it wrong. There's an episode of Justice League Unlimited where where what happens? Darkseid comes knocking for help, and actually and Superman is the, the first one's like, no, no. F that guy. F yeah. that guy. Yeah. yeah. And he Batman is Batman. That's right, but Batman is the one telling him. Talking him down. Batman's the one telling him, "Hey, listen, man, I I know no. you got you got possessed. You need to calm down." But Batman, is, but Superman is the one who's like, "Nah, man, forget that. Let that guy burn. I don't he care." Didn't he didn't even want to talk to Connor in Young Justice for the first what? How many episodes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> JLU Superman is actually stubborn. He's a yes, he is, and it's he is scary yeah, compared to, but like he's closer to the Justice Lord Superman. 
in JLU than yeah. in the other anime. And not only that, but who calls them out on it? Who calls them out on exactly what we're saying? There's an episode. Batman no, no, and not only, not only, not only Batman, not only Batman, but also who you know who also calls them out. There's the episode Clash with Shazam. And what does Shazam that, do? Shazam tells them. Oh, that was, that yeah, was Sh- you mean you Shazam? Mean yeah, Captain Marvel. Where he, he basically <laughs> says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, keep it good. That's you, good. You're looping it back around. That's good. You're looping it back." Around. <laughs> 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 I like it. You did good. You get that boy good. That boy good. That boy good. He good. Good too. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but that good. episode, that I'm telling good. you, <laughs> that boy good. That boy good. <laughs> lean back. But it does. It loops. It loops. It, it does actually. That's an episode where again it signifies. So just people. A lot of people think that actually Superman is a very cheery. He's not a cheery character. He's just. He's just the. He's just the dad. He's a supportive dad. He's a dad that's gonna encourage you. He's gonna be the one that tells you, "Hey, man, you can do it," and all that other stuff. But that don't mean he's like he's walking around cracking jokes. He's not. I just want. I just want a Superman with his sweaty armpits and no deodorant on. <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember Christopher Reeves with his armpits? Christopher Reeves, yeah. <laughs> but that's because man been working hard. That's because the man works hard. This, this that was polyester. Fight, this man will fight three Kryptonians whilst trying to save everyone <laughs> all at the same time. Right. I just wanted to see the big Superman spin around the earth. Rather than we'll just have to wait for Superman Legacy. Yeah, having fun with his powers, like beating people up, not caring yeah. about everyone else around him. This so, Christopher Reeve was working hard. That's why I have those <laughs> I do. I actually, I know that this is now related to Marvel, but I got to ask the two Superman folk actually that are here right now. What do you think about the casting of Superman uh, uh, for for the new movie that that uh, James Gunn is 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 coming out with? Okay, I was like, happy. What? No, I, no, I wasn't happy. I, 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 I'll say this now. I'm a Snyder stand, as everyone knows. So, yeah. I mean, at first I wasn't happy, but now that I see that he's actually like bulking up, and it, it looks promising. I, I just I like don't like that. James Gunn. I don't like James Gunn's. Uh, uh, I mean, he's perfect for Guardians of the Galaxy. I just don't hope. I hope he doesn't bring that comedic. You know what I mean? Sense of co- comedy to the uh, Justice League. James Gunn knows his DC characters. You gotta trust him. Yeah, he understands balance because even though we've talked about the com- uh, the comedy of Guardians, look at Guardians 3. That's one of the most emotional, hard hitting. Yeah. yeah, it is. People so really good. like Guardians 3. Yeah, that was a really good movie. Yeah. He that knows where to put really the emotion. I'm kind of appreciated the way everybody else does, but I just it just doesn't do it for me. But the casting for Superman, the casting for that Superman, I agree with it. Even he looks like I. If you're a Snyder fan, you should be looks like Henry. happy that he looks like Henry Cavill, but younger. You're talking about he this new like... this new casting. Yeah. The, yeah. the new casting, yeah, the new casting. I'm just, I'm just, tired, I'm just tired of them starting over. I, I'm True. I'm exhausted with DC. DC exhausts me. Mm. <laughs> I tell you what, no, do, do you know what? I yes, it, it does. My excitement comes from James Gunn, and the fact yeah. that he's actually going to be overseeing things. And I believe he has a good idea of balance. He knows when to make things comedic and when not to, and he knows where to put uh, emotional weight and where not to. He's the guy who took Suicide Squad and made us care for a big floating starfish with one line. One mm-hmm. line made us care for it. Like, I, uh, yeah. hot take, hot take. I like, I like the first Suicide Squad better. 
Well, I will tell you this. I will, well, here's the Snyder stand. Well, I will tell you that this, actually. Is, and this that is take a, is not hot. That's spicy. That's spicy. This is spicy. Yeah. I, I will, I will I say this. The, about, I shut the second one off. 15 to 20 minutes in. What? Oh, you got you got to then you got to watch it. You got to watch. You got to give it a chance. Got to give it a oh chance. It's still technically hey, it's still in the Snyderverse. I'm, 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 I actually like the first Suicide Squad better. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I will say this about about James Gunn. If for somebody that does understand Superman, if you want a good understanding of Superman, watch a movie like Brightburn. And oh I will God. tell you that because because of that, he understands. Because if you can if you can make the antithesis of that kind of character, then I think you have a good grasp of the character. Because you can if you can do, draw a complete parallel difference, then I think actually you could do a good job of actually incorporating it. Because like I said, when you look at Brightburn, Brightburn is Superman. It's a it's a it evil Superman exactly horror movie. Superman. It's exactly that. And and for you, Snyder stands. It's in the same sepia colored whatever tone <laughs> as a Snyder stuff. It's and you in know what's same... funny about that Bright Burn movie that you mentioned? They even have in the end of the movie they tell you that there's a Batman, a yep. vampire Batman, and a Wonder Woman. Who there's an Aquaman, a Batman. I don't need to yep. watch it anymore. Gussie just gave the ending away. <laughs> oh no, you're fine. You're, oh no, you you should still watch it. I will tell you, 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 will, en- you, years, you, you will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. You will enjoy it. You will. It, it actually, yeah. I'm excited for Rebel Moon. I have faith. The other thing is, James Gunn has been on the inside with how things have been done at Marvel for years. So he understands how to try and tie things together with DC and make them connect in a way that people will get excited. I mean, you know I, what? I have I have someone who's very he made me enjoy peacemaker situation that I think that you guys should be in a conversation with next time. Say again. I said I have someone who's very knowledgeable on the whole DC. Right. James Gunn. Zack Snyder. Um, so we'll do a discussion next time. Mm. So All right, that's right. We're off topic. That's right. We're completely off topic. Now let's go back to Captain Marvel. Oh, I'm not, not, not the original. Now nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> not the original Captain Marvel. Not Billy. Um, <laughs> Carol Danvers is a terrorist and a villain. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> wow. All right. So, so are you, after seeing this movie, are you hopeful for the next? Seven I am. movies that are coming out. I am. Okay. Um, I, I am because I I do think that they are trying to deliberately pivot. They're trying to take their time, and yeah, really they're not afraid to throw things away or push yeah. things out. And as long as Feige is more involved and less delegating, uh, then I think they'll be on a good track. Um, There's I, one movie next year, right? There's only one movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, they, What's they, the one movie? They, is that the Deadpool. which one is it? Captain America or is that Deadpool. Captain Fat? Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, Deadpool's more for well, I guess it's the same thing. Fox. I mean, they like I, I'm still wondering why they haven't discussed or like not even mentioned the celestial hand in the middle of the ocean. They don't need That's, to yet. So, but this is one they, of the things. This is one of the problems about doing too much. They did so much. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have that. He. Kevin's hand, Marvel are one of the uh, most intruding studios of all. You know, you hear about like the studios intruding. They do it, but they do it for for good because they want yeah. everything to connect properly. So not when like he's not as involved, it can't connect as well as it ought to. So threads like that, they have to take their time to thread it back. Do you know what we've waited even longer for in terms of a thread to be connected? 
where the hell Red Skull went. And it took them to Endgame. <laughs> finally, get around. So that's so when they think about it, now they're going to get control. We're going to find threads being uh, tied together, but it might take a while for some of them because they're just they're getting their um, their feet together. So, um, and I think also that whole celestial thing was probably groundwork for Fantastic Four as well. Um, and that, for that how brings me back to the goes. fact that Marvel is playing chess, not checkers. This is it. This is it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Exactly, I'll give you that. exactly the explanation you just gave. I mean, mm. we can really talk about from the first movie to um, Endgame. I mean, mm. some of that stuff they didn't tie together until Endgame. Exactly. So you talk about ten years of movies where you like, oh snap! Like, yeah. I mean, they still haven't know. tied something from Iron Man one. Next time, baby. That's that's never happening, you know. So there's some, <laughs> there are some things that Wait, never get tired. They, they they may they may get around to it. Just don't don't put it back. <laughs> Let me get out the way. Shots are being fired. They shooting. I haven't seen many of uh, Terrence Howard movies, so I don't know. He seems like a very one dimensional character. I don't know how his range is. No, he he was good. No, I, I no, will tell he, you, he's he not good. he's not one dimensional. Exactly. He's not one dimensional. No, no, he's not. He's he's a he's a really good actor. Even Uncle Man, Uncle Man, you know what I mean? Huh? Like in every scene of Iron Man, he always had this kind of like monotone kind of voice. So but that's like, Brody. No, what what he was he was military. So yeah, Brody and yeah. Cheadle, what they're both reflecting when they seem like that is is that they're military and they want to be. The only time they let their guard down is when they're private with Stark, like because they're kind of like best friends and yeah. things like that. But even so, they still roll their eyes at what Stark does. They're the only ones that can call him out on it. Um, yeah. So that that that's why it kind of seems that way. But this is why I come I came to like uh, Don Cheadle's character because we got to see more of that bonding, particularly in Civil War. But we got to see more of that bonding, and even in Iron Man three as well, where they're sometimes joking around, but also you know that whole War Machine rocks kind of thing. That that was it was a like back and forth banter between two good friends, and at the same time he's also got that military title. So. It just kind of makes he also sense. cares for Stark. They showed it very oh, well when he had that panic attack. He's like, "Are you okay, man?" Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, exactly. Like they, he portrayed it very well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm excited for the next stuff that Marvel comes out with, especially if they if they do take their time. I do think actually, no no company is without its flaws or without its stuff because again, even with them and 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 even with the example that you give Kai of they are playing chess, not checkers. I, I, you gotta remember. There's also missteps in their stuff. Secret Invasion is the most recent misstep. That even and though, and why, they left. That and, was why. I asked, yeah. That was why I asked. Do we feel like Marvel is doing too much now? They, oh yeah, they are, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's one. That was a misstep. That now is it gonna have? Are they gonna make a payoff with with um, with Gaia? Who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. She's the most. Can I? I don't know if you got. Yeah, she's the most OP. She's the most OP character ever. They need honest, to Marvel, Marvel is doing way too much, and it's. I'll be honest. I feel like the market is so oversaturated right now. Together, the way they've done in the past. But it, I don't. But I don't it was think it's saturated a long time. Ago. Yeah, it's it's but not. I, over, it's I just it's just the quality. It's the quality. Exactly. If, if, if everything yeah, is I don't know good, how to call it. experiences that, uh, where you guys are, but um, like Fan Expo here in Toronto, like last year. Like I'd say, ninety percent of the cosplays were all anime, so I don't know if they even. But that's because of the quality. I, I don't know, but I don't know if the interest is there as it was. Well, it's, it's I'm, no. think, I'm thinking when it comes down to cosplay, people are starting to age out. 
Mm. Yeah, I feel like That's the true. younger generation is more into the anime stuff. So it's like, no, I don't know that I would agree. I think actually, just like anything, it, everything is cyclical. Because I will tell you that even with anime, again, there's there's the two popular uh, uh, studios, obviously with Marvel and with Warner Brothers. If they take a step back, there's still quality quality stuff. Because again, I'm watching, for example, Invincible. So far, that's been a phenomenal show. I mean, I watched, I read the series, and watching it on 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 Amazon, it's been an amazing series. I don't know if you guys have watched Gen V from the Boys. That was, was also I was about to come. It was really good. It was a really. I mean, so I think actually, to to Ugo's point, is there fatigue? Maybe there is, but maybe it's more so for the stuff that we already know, because there's not space where others can come in and say, "Hey, I'm going to put my stamp on it and make it just that little bit more different." And actually, just sort of, it's not the same stuff that you've been seeing so far. It's you know, here's a different on 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 this genre and stuff like that. When we start seeing that. It gives them the ability for if Marvel is taking a step back and doing only one movie next year and maybe one or two shows in between, then people can have that time to sort of miss it and say, oh, wow, you know what I'd love to see? I'd love to be able to see, you know, this this character come back or these characters come back and stuff well, like that. Well, on, top, on top of fatigue and not not to throw any politics in there, but on top of the fatigue is also inflation as well. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people are. Do I buy groceries or do I go see a movie? You know that's I mean? true. So. That's true. Yeah, I mean, there's the economic stuff. And then, like Chris was saying before, the pandemic has already put a stamp on everything. It's, it's th things that the world is different. Um, yeah. And th there's no getting around that. So people are going to be, people are now thinking about what they're going to watch online or in the comfort of their own homes. They've got used to it in the pandemic. Even, even people who uh, feel it's safe. They just can't be bothered now because they've gone through that. If yeah. you're trying to get off something, uh, like off an addiction or whatever, if you spend enough time away from it and you know that you can handle it without it, it's just kind of like, oh, well, what's it? I used to go to the cinema. I used to go back. I have a, uh, a Cineworld card. I'll go back to back cinemas because um, it won't cost me anything extra. I'll pay a certain amount a month. And I just found in the last year or so, I just wasn't doing it. Not because I don't like cinema anymore, but because other things are just taking higher priority. So that, that all factors into it. Uh, like well, and also when stuff gets streaming within 45 days. Yeah, that's oh, true. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. That's three what, weeks well, to see the Marvels, but then you're and now, three weeks later. And now, it's, and now you can even order the popcorn from the studio to your house, so you, you don't need yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there. It depends on what the event is because we got to look at also sometimes, um, like for example, Barbie right before the before the the the, the writer strike, made a butt ton of money because and people went to the theater to watch it. There's something to the to the experience of going to see it in a movie theater that that I don't think has gone away. But I think people are being more selective about it. They're being it's more selective fun. about being like, hey. Not. Huh? I'm saying, uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's more selective, but also, yeah, look at the Barbie marketing campaign with Genius. Like, it, it yes. was yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've yeah. actually movie has never been done, but I mean, when you started off with Avengers, you brought in the A team right away, and everyone already saw what they wanted to see. You know what I mean? Like, they, they yeah. got their Avengers right there on the screen. I mean, I, as I say, yeah, it could get better, but now people aren't as hopeful. Maybe but X Men people... might change that, but. Because but also, the nostalgia of the 90s show or and, and yes, there, but. nostalgia accounts for a lot. But this is where Marvel's success is really quite unique. 
the when the first Avengers came in, that wasn't their A team. Their A team were licensed out to other companies. That's true. That is true. And yep. No Spider Man. Spider Man. They're fantastic. No Spider Man. X Men. Yep. Even yeah, dead yeah, yeah. Iron Man. Like, they, but because of the quality, they're making their B team, C team, A team. Yes, exactly, exactly. Guardians. And now for Avengers, for us nerds, maybe we could have said they were kind of our A team anyway, because. <laughs> because what? Here you go. My God. Barbie just energy to it. I, I pleaded. I pleaded with Marvel. <laughs> and here he goes again. To do what? To do what? Oh my god. A talking fucking tree and a talking raccoon on animated. That's absolutely fine. I, I had I fun agree, I can watch it. But please. I don't know what you said, Hugo, but I agree. And yeah, and then but then what happened was they did it, and those two characters were my favorites. Like, Hugo, are you taking are you stealing your neighbor's Wi-Fi or what? Say again. <laughs> <laughs> it happened again. It happens like Jarvis. I've Jarvis, you like need to put everything into the Wi-Fi. Jarvis, <laughs> I've tried to stop. So I've been running. I was doing some work, and I've tried to stop. Ah, we found the culprit. That's what it is. He's doing work. He's doing work, guys. Stopping some processes. This, this guy's playing Galaga. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice one. I understood that reference. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, nice, nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I think actually, so what are you guys looking forward to? So let me ask this. If there was a project that Marvel could, if they came to you, they knocked on your door and they said, hey, we want you to pitch us the next project, not something on their docket, not something that's already planned or something that's already been out there. What would you guys, what one project would you like to see that's not already been announced or already been like, what, what Marvel project would you like to see? I'm going to start with you, Chris. See, mine is see. I said this before they announced it, and it was Secret Wars. That's that's what I was wanted to get to. Um, let me. Well, think. thanks me, a lot. Me, thanks me, a lot. Thanks a lot, Chris, me, because you you gave us thing. that. Thanks. I can't. Have this. But but it was Secret Wars directed by written uh, directed by the Russos. That was my request also. Oh, okay, Ooh. got it. Ooh. Very specific. Ooh. I'm sorry, Kai. What'd you say? I said. It would be hard for me to say for Marvel. I could tell you DC all day, but Marvel, I don't have one that I would just like to see. I'm I'm definitely excited about seeing Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman side by side because they're one of Deadpool and Wolverine is one of my favorite. Um, yeah. If I had to say, I would want to see. You remember the animated movie that they made with Deadpool and Wolverine and the Hulk? I would want to see that. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That was the nice. Yeah, that's a good. I think it was a. It was like a versus series. It was like Hulk versus, and then there was like a. Thor and Hulk. Yeah, Hulk versus Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, that would actually be. I would want to see that on the big screen. Mr. Cosplay Alliance, what you got, man? Oh shit! I'd rather them. I'd like for them to start the X Men over like they did with the Avengers. All right. It's kind of like uh professor x going out of fight and having everyone solo movie and then bringing them all okay. together you know what i mean um developing that storyline instead of having them all meet up in, in in one movie okay all right so hawk what you got well mine stems out of thor because i really want a good beta ray bill story nice Nice. Man, they they kind of they kind of screwed us out of that opportunity. Yeah, 
like they give you a hint at Beta Ray Bill, but if you look at that whole storyline of the introduction of Beta Ray Bill, um, Surter's attack and Scuttlebutt the ship and all of that, the whole story of the Corbinites. Oh man, that is absolutely perfect. That's one of my favorite storylines of all time in all comics. Right. All okay. right. What you, Gus? What you got? Okay, I got it. Since you took the Beta Ray Bill. Um, mine would have to do Spider-Man for sure, and it would be Maximum Carnage. Maximum, maximum Carnage. Maximum. All right. Okay, Spider-Man. Okay, okay. That's yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Spider-Man. Ugo, what you got? Don't freeze. He want to see Tony Stark come back. Now we, now we can't hear you. You sat, you're sitting too close to the thermostat there, Ugo. We, we can't hear you. They can't know. We can't hear you. <laughs> Write it on a piece of paper. We got you. <laughs> like this. <laughs> he froze up again. He froze again. He says he wants to see an Iceman movie tomorrow. Iceman. <laughs> he wants to a... see Robert Downey Jr. come back. And... He wants to see. We can't hear you. We know he it's wants, Iceman. He, he, want, he left he and came back. He wants Terrence Howard War Machine movie. <laughs> That's the one. Yes. That's the one. Yes. That's the one. Oh, it's super cool. Hey, I tell, I, I, I tell you, I tell you what. I know that they announced it. I know that they announced. The rumor is that in the um, yes, in the uh, the Wait, the the Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. Okay, go, go, go. Okay, right. Yeah, I, I think I might have the same problem as Kai. So, um, it's it's kind of on the similar lines. As um, Chris, but just before it, so before Secret War, mm -hmm. I'm Illuminati movie since like way back in 20, 2017. I even did a cosplay group of the original Illuminati from the comics because that's what I wanted. It was the, ver it was the first group that I ever did. Chris was in that group as well. And so, yes, um, he does want to see Tony Stark. And I, this was. I do I want to see Tony Stark, but the, one of the reasons I was one of the reasons I was sad that he that he died was because I won't get to see that group. I was I'm fine with like I like the way that his you art might, ended. You I might like you never form. know the possibilities. You never know. You got enough money. Disney has enough money; now, they can now, bring him like, back. Yeah. They could still do it. But they, like what I what would make me really happy is if on one particular Earth they had the original Illuminati, um, Professor X. Uh, uh, Stark, Strange, um, Black Bolt. Uh, Black Bolt made me happy. Um, et cetera, et cetera. Black Panther. Right? If they had those, because, yeah, their team is one of the most, it was a very morally gray team. Like, they had to deal with things that, <laughs> like, Hank they, McCoy. No. Mm -hmm. so, like, people, um, there's no good outcome or bad outcome. It's just what they think, and then and then at the end you have the Avengers hunting down the Illuminati once they find out who they are and think that would make for an amazing like trust being broken between Mister Fantastic and the rest of his family, between Professor X yeah. and the rest of the X Men. It's it's an absolute great, and then eventually like everyone has to band together because of this whole issue and things like that. I want to see. What's up, well, Gus? You want to change he your answer? Change his yeah. answer. I, All right, go ahead. Change my answer. Can I redo Secret Invasion? 
No, no, it's too late. It's already done. That boat, that boat sailed. I will tell you, I, I got, I have two of them. The first one I think would tie in perfectly with everything, the way things are going right now is the exiles. The exiles is the perfect time for an exiles movie to just have it be where you could bounce around between the Fox universe and, and the Sony universe. You could have them go all over the place and it would be freaking amazing. Just, and not have it. And here's the thing. If you if you if you put good money into it, don't make it into a movie because I think just like Multiverse of Madness, you're not going to have the ability to do all these universes. Do it as a TV show. Give me an '80s a uh, 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 universe, an episode type of series where they enter what like sliders. Do one episode oh where it's just like bam, you go over say, there to this universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And then the second one I have, and I know that they had already announced this, that he's going to be part of this in uh, uh, Marvel Suicide Squad, a.k.a. Uh, the uh, uh, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. But I would love to see just on it a standalone Sentry movie. Just give me a standalone psychological Jacob's Ladder freaking um, uh, uh, century movie. Just make it be like you don't know. Like during the whole movie, you don't know if he's going crazy. You don't know. He could be okay. crazy. Can I ask a question about the century Dark, movie? Dark. Can. Ooh. Yes. Dark Avengers would be. That'd be nice too. I like the. Dark Robbie Ray yeah. is Ghost Rider. Robbie Ray is Ghost Rider. Oh, nice. Ooh. Or Ghost Rider. Period. I mean, I would love Ghost Rider. So they they already oh, Robbie did. Ray is. I like that one too. The first yeah. And I know, but I it's want more. It's yeah. one of my biggest enjoyments. Like, you want more? Yeah. Now yeah. I want more. That was a good rendition. They really yeah. did a good job on Shield. Mm. So, so what's Red. your question about the Sentry? I got you, son. I got you. What you got on the Sentry? I got no, you. I'm just I, 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 the rumors of um, Stephen Young. Yeah. Sentry. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about that casting? I'm not personally as a Sentry fan. I'm not. A, I'm not. I. I think. I think he's an amazing actor. I'm yeah. not gonna pass judgment until I see it on screen. Is it my first choice? Absolutely not. But yeah. at the same time, I'll just wait. I'll wait. I'm not gonna go ahead and actually call anything. I'll wait. Yeah. I'll see what happens. Well, they're also. Um, they're also changing the I steps kinda... of uh, of um, Silver Surfer supposedly as well, right? Yeah, but Apparently. Seven Service Digital, you can do anything you want with that. But I'll say it doesn't really matter one way or the other. Yeah, but like for me, there are certain Stephen things. Young, there are certain casting. I think he's a great actor like, too. The way that they act. Yeah. yeah, I think, but I don't think it's necessary for the century to be like this, like like uh, a white guy playing the character. Yeah. I, I actually like the fact that maybe Stephen Young would be like the skinny guy, like he's supposed to be Robert, and then he changes into the Sentry, like how Mark right Ruffalo to. changes it into the Hulk, and he's the blonde white guy that he thinks that he should be, and he's causing all this destruction. I so think basically, what awesome. you so you're gonna so you do the reverse of what they did with Captain America in 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 First Avenger. You're gonna have Stephen Young. Just go ahead and be his normal body, and then after he transforms, it's CGI muscles on the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I will do that. You, you want an all yeah, might, like all might. Yes, yeah. yes. Die, Joe. Nazi. 
Sense I would like, fucking talk. Yeah. I don't, I don't, like I said. Century is, though. I know. I mean, I don't have an issue with with the with the casting decision. It wasn't. It wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm just going to wait and see because, for all I know, I might watch that movie and I might be like, "That's the only version of the century that exists to me." That might be the only one. But for me, I'm at least, for good things. That's all I'm hoping for good things too. All right, all right, all right, guys. Yeah, let's wrap it up. We've been on it for a while now. Yeah, we have. I can talk about this all night. All right. I thought I thought Google was sleepy. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I think I, I'm working on right, some cosplays for our shoot for di- for for the DC, so I have time. All hey, right. Th- thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for joining. Thank yeah, you for having fun. us, man. That, that, Take it awful. easy. All right. Good night. Peace out. Have a good one, guys.